0: The following has been brought to you by SJP World Media. You can find out more about
1: a person from what they hate and what they love. Who said that? Me, just now. Under here, the very object that makes Michael Parkinson's blood boil. And under here, Nick Hancock's surprising hatred.
0: And under here, London. Every day you're working like a slave Sweating with buckets Hoping that you get it right Will it be your stuff tomorrow? Have to wait and see Life shows no mercy Every day your love is getting warmer Just look at her And love her Did you get it right? Will she soothe your brow with kisses?
2: Be show no mercy
1: Hello. <laughs> Hello.
2: <laughs> so for, for those who are wondering, Sam was peeping out of his curtains like an, a naughty old neighbour. There's a noise it's behind me. <laughs> In the
1: bedroom, there's a noise behind me. Gosh. It's, sort of going, it's going
2: over and over again. I'm like, what is that? It's Sharon down downstairs practicing a drum solo. Ah, uh, yeah, maybe. No, next, she's going good... to go. It's quite creepy. Hang on. No, stop there. This is quality programming. <laughs> Mate, that was really, that was, that was really scary. I didn't like that. <laughs> Cam Griffin in the chat. Is it seven? <laughs> yeah, out the
1: window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like it sounded like it might be a
2: snake or something for a minute. Do you get snakes in in deep dark blaster? Yeah, yeah, we have one at the end of our garden you've got a what
1: a pet a pet snake. no 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 no. not recently we had a snake at the end of our garden
2: big factory okay. as well a really big <laughs> one that's <laughs> like six foot with no pants and a mac on
1: yeah exactly <laughs> uh, one of our cats tried to bring what looked like a snake and might have ended up being like a slow worm in once that wasn't a pleasant afternoon
2: this is a wrestling show folks
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh mate yeah no honestly that was that was horrible i don't know what that was I thought it was like an old kid's toy twicking over or something, but it, it could be a gas leak. Brilliant. <laughs> Thanks for that.
2: <laughs> I, I mean it's not my fault, I didn't do it. No, I'm not saying you
1: did it, but uh, you, out of all the stuff it could be. You're like oh yeah, you could be dying.
2: <sighs> you can't die from gas leaks.
1: You can? You can't you're not supposed to breathe in gas, are you?
2: I don't probably not actually. No, and we started this bloody show.
1: Well we bear out in case you know, in case there's gonna be an explosion behind me, I suppose. Good evening, good morning, wherever and whenever you may be listening or watching from. This is Chain Wrestling Live with Mags and Si. I am site And with me, as always, is the No Way 8 to my Lager Light. The Cactus Jack to my butt Crack. I need a new belt. A, a- Pod Intellect Select is as sharp as Mick Foley's barbed wire. Made of rubber and pretty dim, to be honest. The Podfather himself, Lord Mags. How are we doing, sir?
2: um i was doing well until i saw your actual crack while she was leaning out the window like nosing on the neighbors (laughs) Uh, i didn't lean out the window i was just trying to see what see what it was because it sounded like it was coming not from this side of the curtains you know you may have a a snake has gotten into your your boots there there's (laughs) there's a snake in me boots (laughs) oh sorry there is a snake in me boots
1: Ah, uh, who have we got in the chat, magazine Let's have a quick scan through before we get on today, because we? we're looking at the... two two wrestling matches tonight. Because you can't stick to the fucking rules.
2: Well, I mean, we don't put en- much time into the wrestling anyway. Unless Steve was here, then we've got to like separate a full day afterwards. But uh, we've got we finished... rep
1: I don't think we finished last week's show yet. It
2: was <laughs> i mean tell them what you told me they had to get split over two episodes yeah. on the on the audio because steve or just won't shut the fuck up basically, <laughs> I, you, yeah,
1: basically I, I I, did the usual edited it it took me an extra day to get around to finishing the editing as so long as it was you know it was over well over three hours wasn't it? three hours 40 yeah. minutes something like last week's like. show sure. so it was like an that.
2: aw pay-per-view
1: it was, mate. It was just better in content, and uh, I tried. <laughs> I tried to upload it to the podcast carrier that the network uses, and it basically said, "Nah, no chance, fat man. This is far too large. We we're going to, you know." So I had to. I had to take it back down and re-edit it again into two separate parts for the for the site to host it. It was that
2: long a show. So if you're listening on the audio, bonus double length episode for you.
1: Mm-hmm. There you go, mate. There you we'll go. try
2: and keep it down to about three hours for today, though. Oh, mate,
1: don't. I'm tired already. <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway, you, you asked me who was in the chat, and I, I went yeah. on a, a Steve-O style tangent. Anyway, Mags continues. We've um, got <laughs> Connor in the chat saying, hello, uh, you good-looking gents. I'll be in and out of the chat today. He's sick with the flu. Oh, um, hope you hope you get better soon. And Sid's just been telling me about your... Uh, upcoming appearance on the the doctor who pod so i'll be uh, everyone needs to listen out for that uh, for an american view on doctor who um shazza uh, it's monday night you know what that means and dan griffin a man after i mean i give that guy some grief but he's a man after my own art noticed the 69 straight to it and did the same thing so for for a bit of context, uh, I'm the I'm the one of the the, the pair of us who sets up the streamyard page, and when I was uh, coming up with the title and it said episode sixty nine, I did the schoolboy giggle like sixty nine more. Oh,
0: you can be as rude as you like with me.
2: <gasps> and that's where we got today's title from. Me childishly laughing at forty two years of age at the number sixty nine. So yes, I'm a child. Uh, Cam in the chat as well. Good evening to you, sir. Charlie, hello. How are you? And James, um, uh, now you're in the chat, so you can actually confirm who says your uh, Twitter handle correctly, because Sa really has been struggling with it. Uh, it is. It's. Yeah, I'm all right. Mm-hmm. I think it is. Uh, so anyway, welcome. And I got it right, right last know, week. Come. It do, it does take you uh quite a few tries though.
1: Yeah, potentially. Well, when, when we get to the non wrestling topic and read anything out from him from now on on the audio version, I'm going to play that old is it cast song singing about being all right. and I'm all right. Yeah, And just cut me out butchering the name on the live version. It'd be fine. <laughs> uh,
2: we've got Kings Pigs bladders in in the chat as well, uh, and. The, uh, they're saying it depends on who's releasing their gas, whether it's toxic or not. I mean, is is Sharon a heavy gas releaser?
1: Well, it depends what she's eating, I guess. No, I'm joking when <laughs> I
2: Funnily enough, her comments next it says long, so maybe she's just describing her gas release.
1: Maybe. Maybe. Let us know, Sha. Let us know in the <laughs> chat.
2: <laughs> Connor outing me there, saying I'm a, a child at heart. I, I take offence to that. Connor, I'm, I'm not, not just a child at home, a child in everything apart from age. Um, mm-hmm. Scottish Danny in the chat as well. Hello, sir. Um, Morta is in. Evening from Darlington. Oh, I'm so sorry for you. Um, being in <laughs> Darlington, Jesus, wept. What? what have you done wrong? Have you fell out with the missus? Uh,
1: <laughs> how far you got to move if they have an argument <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Darl or Morty are you feeling all right from camp so yeah we've, we've got a lot of the usual suspects in and we massively appreciate you joining us again uh, hopefully we can get you all to bed at a reasonable hour this week
1: I, see, I, I say that and we joke about it and so on I loved having Steve on the last two weeks yeah, it's yeah. been absolutely fantastic and the fact that we went so long didn't bother me at all because it was so interesting it's such a great conversation i loved it
2: yeah i mean i i am jesting steve o is a stable of the cwf is uh an absolute star and to have him on i could have talked with the guy for 10 hours and Mm. it was just so much fun uh and i massively appreciate him uh donated his time to be on on not just one but two shows Yeah, yeah it was amazing to for him to do that so yeah we massively appreciate him
0: yeah,
1: and it's just a shame now that I've only got you to talk to, so I reckon we'll be wrapped up by half-past. Well, okay, then. <laughs> oh, here we go. is going to suck.
2: Only joking, <laughs> I'm
0: back.
1: Oh, we're the wrong way round. Oh, that's better. That's better. Uh, very quickly, before we move on to our non-wrestling topic, our Hall of name, and all the other great stuff, uh, my missus has just messaged me, my good lady Sharon, the, 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 the number one lady of the CWF, uh, to say that I've still been a freaking loser and not updated her status on this channel and so on because she's normally in charge of the chat and does the moderating and when we get people advertising pornography and other such nonsense she used to deal with it but mm-hmm. i've not fixed it for her yet Maxie, because i'm an idiot and she's just messaged me to say still haven't sorted it out so i want to apologize to my wife for that
2: shock shock horror uh, we just got uh, another um uh, comment in the chat from your, your Anya saying, Excited news. She has an interview for a hairdressing apprenticeship on Wednesday. So uh, awesome. congratulations on that. Yeah. Uh,
1: oh, good uh, luck. I hope it goes well.
2: Yeah. Fingers crossed for you. Um, I've also got a little bit of uh, second-hand news as well. Um, okay. So uh, people who listen to Five Rounds will know uh, I used to do that show with my son, Carlos, and he's uh, – He's a practitioner in the MMA um, and he's just been selected for the great British team for the International Jiu-Jitsu Federation uh, tournament. So at the beginning of December, uh, he's going to a tournament in Greece. Um, oh, why? It, and it's at the Acropolis, you know, from like, history and stuff.
1: From so- history and stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Seventy-five thousand-seater stadium, uh, and he'll be in a in a in a tournament for to hopefully bring back some gold um, for 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 GB. He's the only is uh, the only person from the north of England to be picked as well?
1: Why? Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, congratulations to, to Carlos, and congratulations to you as well, Maxie. You know that's that's fantastic news, isn't it?
2: Well done. Yeah. I had barely anything to do with it. I mean, to be fair, um, he does all the hard work. I just get all the glory.
1: Fair enough, mate. Fair enough. Bask in that glory.
2: South <laughs> <laughs> thinks Acropolis is served with bitter and hummus. You don't <laughs> get hummus down Gloucester.
1: It's funny, Dan Griffin is the one in the... What do you mean you don't get hummus in Gloucester, you prick? Of course you do.
2: You'd think that hummus would be, like, encroaching on the cheese market.
1: Ah, oh, for goodness' sake! Uh, it's funny that it's Dan Griffin mentioning that about Acropolis and so on there, because when you first said the name Acropolis, my mind went to a 1970s Doctor Who story, <laughs> and I was like, "Is that what he's on about? No, that can't be right!" <laughs>
2: wow, just it's on the brain for you all the time, and it's just podcasts on the brain. Mate,
1: I, I I I recorded earlier on. I recorded two yesterday. I watched some Doctor Who back today with Charlie. It's it's great actually because we're recording this week, Dan and I, uh, an episode of the Doctor Who pod and recovering a new Who episode. And I'm watching new Who back from the beginning with Charlie. And it just so happens that the episode that we've picked, we had a random draft, and then you know I I picked a story again at random for this one. Dan's not happy because he says it's shite, but we'll find out when we review it. But um. It, completely, again, random draft and so on. It just so happened to coincide with where me and Charlie have got to now, weeks later, with our watch-along. So I got to watch it this afternoon with Charlie. It was that, that, the way it worked out was spot on, mate.
2: Okay, good.
1: Yeah. Dan Griffin in the chat there saying, it's fucking awful, but we will find out. we well, am <laughs>
2: watching one out. of the worst episodes of Doctor Who. I'm watching it right now, he said. Not, not watching us, he's watching the shitty Doctor Who. Mm, yeah. so that's going to be a fun episode so listen out for that folks in the near future yes
1: in a couple of weeks time it's going to be, well either way it'll be funny i i didn't think it was that bad but we'll get into it on doctor who podcast so there we go um dan griffin again i think it's nearly child abuse making charlie watch that crap i asked her, her opinions i've actually got notes of charlie's opinions she's still not brave enough to come on the show and and speak herself which is a shame i'd love her to come on and, and so pass what a few you should comments. do
2: is slowly record her
1: you know she's in the chat, yes.
2: Yeah, I mean, don't listen to that bit, Charlie. <laughs> you knobhead!
1: <laughs> if I slightly recorded her and then put it on a podcast, and in any way, shape, or form, she somehow find out that had happened, honestly, uh, my name would be dirt. I'd never ever stand the opportunity of talking with her about Dot Two again. I'd love oh. to. I'd love to sit her down just just five minutes to sit down it and have a thought uh, there we go Okay, ah, she's
2: not so I got uh, away with
1: it there you go everyone sh- don't tell her in the chat <laughs> Shh. right Magsy should we chuck away some crap in the hall of lane mate and get rid of some awful awful wrestling before we get rid of some awful awful non-wrestling things later <laughs>
2: let's do it I've got to find the video now. oh there it is the
1: lame indeed lame indeed magsy what you got for us my friend
2: so last week's and the weeks before bumper episodes where we spent a hell of a lot of time not talking about any wrestling whatsoever kind of um it made me think of a um a post or uh, a group of posts that uh our friends at uh, PW Musings, Pro Wrestling Musings, uh, used to put up quite regularly where they would they would break down the amount of wrestling uh, we got uh, on each TV show. So how many okay. minutes we got on Raw, how many minutes per hour we got on um, Dynamite, just for, for comparisons. So that then kind of led me down a little bit of a... A square circle Reddit rabbit hole because I wanted to to see what was the the worst amount of the least amount of wrestling that you would get per per hour, and I found it, and Jesus wept. So Natro from March the eighth, nineteen ninety nine. Yes. Now bear in mind uh, that this was. Uh, around wrestlemania season so uh on the on the the other side they were building up to uh the rock versus austin what was so, that 1915 is that right re- yeah yes, uh, WrestleMania okay. 15. so they were building up to two of the biggest stars uh clashing together at uh, wrestlemania uh so do we see the rat put something on to kind of counteract that they were also re- leading into i think it was uncensored Uh, this was like the go home show for uncensored um so the first hour of nitro always kind of went unopposed because natural was three hours raw was two hours so let's just look through that first unopposed hour of of monday natural so um they open with a little bit of a vignette of uh, a cage that is being built for the the main event of uh, the match on Sunday, which uh, for the uncentered pay per view, which I think was Ric Flair versus Hogan. Well, I know it was that because it mentions it multiple times. Uh, and then we're thrown to a highlight of a uh, thunder, a thunder clip where uh, Arn Anderson and Ric Flair are having a sit down chat in the locker room about uh, Ric Flair's issues with. David Flair, who had just essentially turned on his dad, uh, joined the NWO Wolfpack. He was having relations with Tory Wilson. Um, Arn Anderson was basically saying, Rip Flair, you're a bad dad. Uh, All you care about is wrestling and being the 14 times world champion. And Rip Flair was, fuck you (laughs) Arn. He's a big boy. He's he's milked me for long enough. If he wants to go off without Jezebel, then he, he, he makes his own decisions. That goes on for like about 10 minutes. So that's a highlight. (laughs) Then we get a clip of the Nitro Girls. Uh, They're in Rhode Island for some sort of uh, party. I think it's uh, advertising a spring break coming up. Uh, Then we go to another party in uh, Rhode Island, which is at a university. Uh, There's some dude there, I don't know who he's called, called Richie something. I've never seen him before. And they're talking about... uh, a guy who's won a trip to this spring break. That goes on for a good five minutes. We then uh, um, we get a, a backstage kind of interview with uh, a natural girl called AC Jazz, and we see how she lives her life outside the wrestling bubble. Five Sounds minutes.
0: Like
2: <laughs> yeah, so This is all kind of like building into like vignettes, and you're thinking... The wrestling's going to start soon. Then we get a a paid um, announcement from the NWO, and it's on about Hulk Hogan, and he's talking about how everybody hates him, and he's only uh, in wrestling for the money and for the the stroke. He then talks about uh, David Flair uh, joining the NWO, and then he kind of turns the table saying, People might hate him, but they should hate Ric Flair because he turned on his family and is only obsessed with uh, the power of being a world champion and uh, of being president of WCW. Um, That, again, is another long-winded Hogan promo. Again, around about five minutes. So we're about 20 minutes in so far. Uh, No wrestling whatsoever. Mm -hmm. We then go back to the party, this uh, Nitro party, Uh, where Conan's there, Um, and we get a Conan rap video, which is uh, fun for all the kids. Then we get another NWO uh, announcement. Uh, This is where we see Hogan and Nash uh, having a little chat. They're talking about Ric Flair and David Flair. Um, They uh, start slagging uh, Ric Flair off for stealing the Nature Boy gimmick from Buddy Landell stuff like that, for five or so minutes. And then we start to get to some wrestling. Oh, no, we don't. We get a promo for Lex Luger and how strong and powerful he is. Uh We then get Scott Steiner and Buff Bagwell driving like maniacs in a stretch NWO Hummer limo. They are pulled over by the police. And instead of getting tickets, the police basically give them jobs and say you go and give other people tickets and we'll let you off so they stop did we get a montage of them stopping people uh uh, doing crimes such as littering um smoking indoors just absolutely ridiculous stupid things whilst wearing a a sheriff's badge akin to stone cold the sheriff (sighs) back to the party now uh, and we've got Billy Kidman there now he's there with with Conan and he's not so much interested in parting, more promoting that he thinks that Rey Mysterio is going to be able to beat Kevin Nash we'll see then we go uh. back to uh, and that's the, where Kevin Nash I think Kevin Nash had took a, the mask off uh, Rey Mysterio and basically lit a fire under him uh, then we go to uh a shooting range uh Hogan and uh and Asher there to talk to Tori Wilson who uh is there unloading the clips of a pistol. Um of they course. like I mean like you do um yeah, yeah and they um they want her to kind of get um fur uh, claws further into David Flair so they're suggesting that maybe she should sleep with him uh, but they'll talk about it more at dinner. Uh, so they arrange to, to meet up later on because Tori Wilson still has two or three hours of shooting to do. Um, yep. So that lasts another five or two minutes. So we're about 45 minutes into the show now, give or take. Um, and then we go to, straight to the dinner. Um, so all that time has passed. And uh, We see uh, Tori Wilson, um, Kevin Nash and Hulk Hogan still discussing how they're going to destroy Ric Flair, still how they're going to uh, use um, David Flair. And they introduce this girl called Denise, uh, who her uh, last name is Denise Robinson. So we get lots of kind of the graduate jokes, bit Hardy, ha-ha, are you trying to seduce me, Mrs. Robinson? Ha-ha. <laughs> uh-huh. Apparently, she's going to sleep with uh, with David Flair because they'll they've offered a twenty grand to do so, um, and that's when we finally get the intro music for Natural the the intro video, and you think, here we go, here comes the wrestling, we're on it now, and then we go to Mean Gene Auckland in the middle of the ring calling out uh goldberg for an interview segment jesus christ outcomes gold uh, not goldberg david flair and tory wilson so we're still an hour and 10 minutes into this show and it's still all about rick flair hulk hogan david flair and tory wilson um he um starts to, to say to um, Goldberg, he's not uh, to, to Gene. He's not leaving this ring. He's not leaving the arena until he can face his dad man to man. Goldberg then comes out and says to to David, "I respect your dad for what he's done for the business, uh, but I don't particularly respect you. But I won't beat you up because of who your dad is. But you need to start learning to respect this business. Respect." your your, your dad and respect me because this is my interview time, not yours. So Derwin Flair does the only sensible thing that uh, a 19-year-old kid could do. He starts poking Goldberg in the chest. Oh, this is going to end well. Yeah. So Goldberg grabs him by the throat and threatens to strangle him. Ric Flair, in the meantime, has arrived at the arena in his limo Sees it on the on a, a screen at uh, backstage, sprints down to the the ring and attacks Goldberg, uh gives him a chop. Goldberg absolutely no sells it, doesn't attack Flair back though, because of the respect that he's got for him. Um oh, cool. <laughs> David Flair taretails <laughs> it out of there. Uh and now it leads to um Rip Flair and Goldberg screaming at each other. Um and Goberg essentially challenging Ric Flair to a match to headline the, that, that episode of Nitro. Um So about um, an hour 15 into it now, and we finally get our first match of the show, and it's Raven versus Hack, a.k.a. Sandman. Sandman, yeah which lasts about three minutes before Bam Bam Bigelow inserts himself into the match, and, and it ends up being a three-way. So to this week's entrance for me is the uh, the March 9, uh, March 8th, 1999 episode of Nitro, where in the first hour of wrestling, we got no wrestling.
1: Jeez, man. I remember that as well. It is so, so bad. And people wonder, mm-hmm. you know, again – it's so easy to turn around and go, Kevin Nash killed WSW Yes, he played a big part. It's easier to turn around and say, "Oh, the Time Warner AOL merger killed." WCW. There's lots of different things that factored into WSW dying. Shit like this plays a part as well.
2: Mm-hmm. I you mean, know? I, I it's, mean, it's, it's, when I was reading the the Reddit post about it, I didn't actually believe it. I thought this was kind of wrestling fans uh, embellishing. So I watched it back. And mm. it's it is entirely true. I mean, luckily with the network, it cuts out all the advertising. Um, but Jesus wept. It was a slog to get through.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. Sharon in the chat there, that's spot on. Kevin Nash needs to go and work for the days of our lives. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, brilliant storytelling for them. You know, but then look at that. <laughs> we get shit. We get shit as well. Learn the blueprint for chain wrestling, not having wrestling in the first hour
1: food inspired Absolutely. by big bloody cool mate that's that's the way i'm gonna mm-hmm. put that spin on that i'm gonna spin on that uh very very worthy entrance magazine very worthy entrance and i'm actually gonna take a leaf out of your book this week because you've off- you've put whole shows in the past for being awful and you put <laughs> best part of half a show or a third of a show in there for being awful Yep. you know um and that's kind of what i'm doing as well i've got a whole pay-per-view i would like to put in but it's kind of the opposite reason to you We get wrestling on this. There's just
2: too much wrestling on this wrestling
1: show. It's just all wrestling. (laughs) The cheeky, oh, how dare they? We get wrestling on this wrestling show, but sadly it's shite. Mm. So we don't really want that wrestling. But there we go. And Scottish Danny in the chat, I bet this is probably going to be right in his wheelhouse as well. He'll know a, a bit about this, I imagine. I'd like to go back to December the 3rd, 2006. Now, does that date ring a bell with anybody? Without Googling it? Without looking it up? Okay, December to dismember It 100% is December to dismember I got a hard shiver I was looking initially at a couple of different things I I wanted to look at terrible uh, titles As in not the design of the belt But actually wrestling championships that were just a waste of time I thought that could be quite an interesting entry And the more I looked at different options for this week's Hall of Lane The more this show kept popping up for various reasons And I was like, well, it keeps raising itself to me, so let's have a look, shall we, you know? So, I'll run through the card for you. Uh, The incredibly unlucky 4,800 people who guested the Augusta Georgia Arena, sorry, the James Brown Arena in Augusta, Georgia, on that fateful December evening in 2006, were first of all treated to a dark match where Stevie Richards defeated Rene Dupree, main event anywhere in the world, obviously. Uh, The show opened and didn't actually get off to too bad a start because the show opened with the hardest defeating the team of Mercury and Nitro with Melina, so M&M. That went 20 Mm -hmm. odd minutes and that's not too bad. It's okay because all four of those guys have got a bit about them. Yep. This was followed up by a, oh dear, Boz Mahoney in a Striker's Rules match against Matt Striker for over seven minutes of your time there. So, you know, a productive few moments had by all we had a tag team match after this with elijah burke and sylvester turkai defeating at the fbi tony Marmaluke and little guido they you know the fbi and ecw the original ecw they could they, they were okay they could do, they could go but this was only given six minutes because apparently a striker's rules match featuring matt striker is far more important uh this is followed up by davari who has the great carly at ringside because why the hell not and he defeats Tommy Dreamer in a match again that goes just over seven minutes. Now, that just screams Velocity or Sunday Night Heat, doesn't it? Not pay-per-view, not paying 25 quid or whatever it may well be to watch. We then get another match that goes nearly eight minutes. And that is the tag team contest of Ariel and Kevin Fawn, who went on to be Mordecai, already entered into the Hall of lane. And they defeated the incredibly high-talented combination of Mike Knox and Kelly Kelly. What a match that must have been. 47 stars by Mr. Meltzer, no doubt.
2: (laughs) That was when Kelly Kelly was in a... uh, She was a naturist, weren't she? She Exhibitionist. Exhibitionist. She wanted to be naked all the time. Yeah, good luck to
1: her. Um, Also, Kelly Kelly's real name is Barbie. Mm Mm-hmm. So if it's like her real name, why couldn't they just use that? That's a better name than Kelly Kelly, surely.
2: Because surely Barbie is already trademarked. Yeah, but I think um, it's spelled.
1: Yeah, but I think it's spelled different and it's actually her biologically given name. Not biologically given name. <laughs> Biological. yeah. She came out of it <laughs> written <laughs> yeah, yeah. down the side yeah, yeah. of her face. Look at that yeah, black like, mark. Like, it's that,
2: like a holiday rock. It's just right <laughs> through her. How
1: <laughs> I mean, did you know that? You've got to slice her open to see that, surely. She falls over as a kid in the playground, grazes her forehead. And there's just an image of a pink doll or something. You know, that could uh, explain it maybe. It could. But that takes us to our main event of the evening. We have an elimination chamber, ma- an extreme elimination chamber match, Magsie, because all the other ones with the metal and uh, the grid work and the glass, they weren't extreme enough. No. And we have some, some pretty good talent here to be fair. Bobby Lashley on his day c- can, can work the big show at certain points in his career not here don't get me wrong but at certain points in his career has put, put on some half decent matches rob van dam of course is always you know great to watch uh, but we also have hardcore holly and <laughs> test you know those real sort of stand up uh, you know Made the pillars Avengers. the pillars of the proper ecw from back in the day you know, test and hardcore Holly, Bobby Lashley goes on to win the ECW world title in just shy of 25 minutes in probably the most boring elimination chamber match I've ever seen in my life. Uh, This was the last pay-per-view WWE promoted under their rebooted ECW efforts. It ended up with Paul Heyman effectively leaving the company and well, at least losing a lot of his booking power because he was blamed for a lot of the crap that went on in this show, even though this is not what he wanted to promote. Yes, uh, 4,800 people were there and 90,000 pay-per-view buys across the Jesus. world. That's, like, that's not just in the States. That's 90,000 in the world. Whoa, wow. Yes. So my entrant to the chain wrestling hall of lame this week is the ecw wwe promoted december to December pay-per-view 2006
2: i mean we could e easily just put wwe cw in on its own because it was yeah. just all a bad a bad attempt to uh, like rekindling the passion of of ecw but yeah that view was it was dog shit
1: it was terrible it was terrible. You know, they had CM Punk sat there uh, and you know, uh, apparently Paul Heyman's initial idea was that punk was going to enter the chamber first and go through everybody one by one, win the title. Yeah. And I'm thinking at least that would have given you a story.
2: Yeah, but no, exactly.
1: no awful pay-per-view and it, it, it killed their ECW reboot, didn't it? And you kind of got the NXT efforts from that afterwards. It took the, uh, the sci-fi time slot on television a little while later, but yeah, not a good look. But those are your entrance into the Chain Wrestling Hall of Lame this week. We have the Wrestling Show of No Wrestling from the March the 8th, 1999 WCW Monday Nitro and ECW WWE's December to December 2006, both equally shite for different reasons.
2: Well, yeah, I mean... One had all the wrestling chucked at you, but it was dog shit, and one had none of the wrestling chucked at you and it was dog shit. So
1: yeah, there we go.
2: You can't go. win.
1: Exactly, mate. Exactly. Uh let's have a quick flick through the chat, Magsy, before we uh, get on to our non-wrestling topic and talk a little bit more shit, I suppose. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Um, so um Scottish Danny saying on told no lies. Yeah, on was brutal with Rick Flair. He was he was proper giving him shit um yeah so when you get to watch that it'll be interesting to hear what you guys actually thought of the episode um dan griffin uh saying this was six weeks into kevin nash booking wcw um and then Matt skip this one for natural acid a few years <laughs> the, the thing we've said is he'll forget that that we've mentioned it and he'll end up watching it anyway so yeah
1: and I, and I will go into it optimistic as well, because I will have forgotten. <laughs>
2: yeah. And then you'll just be so, so disappointed. Uh, yeah. Dan Griffin says, this sounds like classic Kevin Nash booking. Yeah, I think he he, he seemed to book like he was booking a movie. Like I think he, he was the Vince McMahon of WCW, that he hated wrestling. He would put on a show with zero wrestling if he could.
1: But Vince Russo was similar to wasn't he? Russo, when he was booking WCW, he wrote and he said himself so many times in on his own podcast he was, he said he was writing a tv show he wasn't writing a wrestling show
2: mm-hmm.
1: so but russo had some success russo's ww it wasn't don't get me wrong it was it wasn't successful to keep the company in business but he was starting to pull the nose up a little bit on the ratings and in wwf obviously russo had a hand in the attitude era as well mm-hmm. so i suppose it just depends on who's writing it as opposed to the style of writing potentially
2: yeah yeah um and the the building of characters i suppose yeah yeah where russo was very good at building characters not Mm -hmm. always that not always the best characters but when he was guarded he was good at building characters kevin nash wasn't building characters at all he was just writing ridiculous tv um mm. anyway back to the chat uh sharon saying that bar uh kelly barbie's name is isn't actually spelled differently so she, that's oh, maybe yeah. why how would that work in a in a legal standpoint yeah, is, she, is she not called is it like barbie blank she's called yeah. barbie blank
1: yeah yeah. that's you could work a gimmick with that that's a great name and then you look at her she looks fantastic there must be a legal reason why they couldn't use the name there must be because my mom wouldn't pass that up surely
2: well, this is it. I mean, he, he would have a dress. He'd have a coming out with a, someone looking like a Kendall.
1: Eric Bischoff in 93. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah.
2: laughs> um, Dan says December to dismember was even worse than the doctor that he's watching now. <laughs> so that is a testament to how bad that pay-per-view is. Hall of Lame. And there's vampires on both shows. There we go. So so the similarities with the, with that episode uncanny Mm -hmm. um russo wrote as a tv show but russo could write tv (laughs) kevin nash could barely write his name (laughs) he's soon Uh. still signed the checks though still signed the checks. also russo stabilized or increased ratings whenever he was in charge of wcw creative correct absolutely Mm. yeah that's the chat all caught up on yeah well then
1: magsy well then i suppose we better uh jump across to our non-wrestling topic this week my friend
2: let me get the the burp up nwt
1: time oh no wrestling talk here it's the non-wrestling topic
0: lovely nice lovely nice oh lovely lovely
1: Let me yes. get the burp up.
2: That's <laughs> disgusting, Charlie, that burp. horrific. Yeah.
1: I think mean, if Charlie did do that, she'd take off. <laughs> Just like, woo, off she goes, you know? <laughs> Our non-wrestling topic this week uh, is based upon a TV show that... I don't I don't even know if they make it anymore. magazine. Do they, do they still make it?
2: Uh, it got rebooted a while ago. Um, but I, I think it may have got quickly put back in Room 101 itself
1: because mm, paul merton hosted it for a while didn't he
2: yeah and i think didn't f- was frank skinner or was yeah. he a guest on it no i
1: think frank, I think frank I think you're right. skinner
2: did some, yeah as well
1: yeah uh we're obviously referring to room 101 a tv show that enabled people to dispose of things they hate or that makes them cross or whatever into room runner 101 similar well, i guess
2: potentially the... because the the host did have v-twin powers
1: Ah, so have we got vetoing powers, magazine? Absolutely.
2: If we Ooh. don't both agree, it doesn't go in to the chain wrestling hall uh, room one oh one.
1: Okay, so we've both got to agree. I'm on, on board on that. I'm on board with that. Okay. Uh
2: so yeah. Dan, just just warning Dan, mushrooms probably is not gonna go in when <laughs> <Blame> you not.
1: <laughs> yeah, fair like <shot>, mate. Fair <laughs> shot. Uh, and it also ties in with the fact that this is our one hundred and one episodes now isn't it you know episode
2: 101 i'm glad you went with the fact that it's the the 101st episode and not the 69th live episode because (laughs) i don't know how it go with the censors i was talking about 69s naughty
0: naughty (laughs) yeah
1: (laughs) um (laughs) we're so freaking immature uh but yeah that's the gist of what we're doing it's kind of like uh hall of lame But for non-wrestling topics, I guess, Magsy, in a way. Mm -hmm. Okay, I will run through what we get in, in the order it arrived into us, as always. (laughs) (laughs) I can see you mocking me in that little tiny
2: corner. I mean, it would just be easy for you to just have your phone and -hmm. the page up, and then you could go through it in the order that it displays on the screen but
1: yeah but i did that before and i've missed a couple and you were like mm, you've missed that one and you've missed
2: that one <laughs> that is so awful. now i, True. So so you now can't I win. screenshot it so now it's it's a non-wrestling <laughs> topic you can't win
1: yeah there you go there you go we start with dan griffin at dan griffin at 21 on twitter uh, he says he, really? well, he probably wants to throw in uh, vampires of Venice, the Doctor Who episode he's currently watching, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I would veto that straight away. Um, <laughs> just to be a dick, Dan Griffin says, First of all, Magsy's already alluded to it mushrooms, disgusting, evil bastards. Magsy,
2: no, I don't agree that they are. They, uh, they're only disgusting if you prepare prepared them wrong. And I like mushrooms, and also, I, I watched a uh. Uh, a documentary with with the wife recently and mushrooms and and the uh the fungi uh category that they're in uh are so pivotal to the world uh that the even plants and trees uh depend on the the infrastructure that, that mushrooms and spores provide so mushrooms are vital for the for the world so no they're not disgusting. They're not evil. If it wasn't for mushrooms, we wouldn't be around. So, no, they're yeah. not going in.
1: And they're banging in a fry-up as well. Well, you're heathen.
2: But Don't you have mushrooms in a fry-up? Uh, yeah, but just not just on a fry-up. They're very versatile for the mushrooms. Yeah, no.
1: I've had them an om- omelette. I've had them in toasted sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. I've had them in a breakfast and an omelette. <laughs> I'll eat them raw at the fridge as well, straight out of the thing.
2: Oh, no, no, that's too far.
1: Is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, Shah did say it's a bit gross, but I like it. Okay, mushrooms are not going in, I'm afraid. I'm not going in. Uh, Dan continues, shit drivers, useless aggravating bastards. 100%.
2: Yeah, I'm yeah, on board with that. If you can't drive, you are the most annoying person in the world. Well, I can't drive. No, I don't mean you. You can't. I don't mean you can't drive. As in, you haven't <laughs> got a license. I mean, you've passed a, a test and you have the ability to drive, but mm-hmm. you don't show that ability. Right? Yeah.
1: You're a prick. Uh, people who are dicks to retail service staff. Bastards. Yeah. yeah just people that are trying to earn them. You know, a lot of these people are on minimum wage and they don't want to be doing this job, but they need to earn a few quid for their families. Don't yeah, be bastards.
2: I, I agree. I totally agree with that one. So he's got two out of three in so far.
1: And then Michael McIntyre, shit bastard.
2: Man. When he first come on the scene, he, 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 he was all right. I remember he telling a, a joke about, uh, the mandra and like, yeah, all the stuff that men keep in their lap, an Allen key or for bleeding the radiators or batteries. And then he never ever changed. And it was the mm. same thing for the decades and decades and decades. So I think he started not bad, like a, a Southern version of Peter K and then just nose dabbed. So yeah. yeah, he can go in.
1: Yeah, I, I think I hate uh, his floppy hair. Yeah. Stupid floppy hair. Uh, early. Michael McIntyre, like you said, the first couple of shows I caught on the telly when he, when he was doing his stand-up, that was funny. But he got to a point where it was just so much of the same over and over again, and now I just find kind of find him annoying. Yeah. I
2: just want to punch him.
1: Yeah, there you go. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, Danny, at Scottish Juggalo on Twitter, he says, people who vape on the underground tube. Nothing against vaping, but it must take an absolute tosspot level of idiocy to feel the need to do that in a packed stuffy enclosed space that has no windows.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah, absolutely makes sense. I mean, I can he, go he didn't, he didn't need to, to put all the rest of it. He just needed the first, maybe three words of that sentence.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. <laughs> uh, what are you giggling at now?
2: <laughs> because I think you should just put people who vape. People. No, I vape. <laughs> I rest my case, your honour. Oh, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> no bad. No, he's right. Um, I mean, th- if, if that's what you want to do, that's absolutely fine with me. But when you're doing it and enforcing it on others because you you trap, whether it's on the, uh, the tube or on a bus or mm. in, in, like, in closed public areas, yeah, you're a tosser. You're selfish. Yeah.
1: And you're banned from most places. No, you can't do that mm-hmm. anyway. So.
2: so if you're doing it, you're an, an illegal tosser.
1: Exactly, exactly. Uh, Connor knows soccer at Connor knows footy on Twitter. He says, Tottenham, the city and the football club, dirty bastards.
2: Is, is there a city called Tottenham? I thought it was just like a an area. Mm,
1: is it like a bar? Scottish
2: Danny? Is that near you in Canning Town, the area, the city of Tottenham? But he's right, Tottenham are pricks. Mm. They got this kind of. Uh,
1: I know a few Tottenham fans are all right. Don't get me wrong, but you seem to find loads of Tottenham fans have this kind of sense of entitlement. Like they think they're much, a, they're a bigger deal than they actually are.
2: Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's most London club fans anyway. Okay.
1: Okay. But I mean, you can direct your hate to at Podfather. father.
2: <laughs> you, you can direct it there because I won't check it. No, so that's very true. Hate away
1: bitches. Yeah, this one, I, I'm not sure about magazine. Football referees, blind and deaf bastards. Mm. Um, I don't agree. And I, think, I, I, I
2: think there's a couple of refs who are twats. Mm. But all in all, normally referees are, are pretty good. Um, I don't think they've been helped recently with VAR. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the issue is that when a ref makes a bad call, it stands out and it, and it's like it's highlighted in in the media so yeah i don't i can't lump in all referees because of a few bad apples so yeah, yeah that doesn't go in
1: my mindset goes back to when me and sharon used to run a sunday side and we'd always get told in the meetings it, it doesn't matter how bad your referee is if you abuse him and he doesn't turn up next week if you haven't got a referee you ain't got a game Exactly, and that line always stood out in my head. If you haven't got a referee, you haven't got a game. So yeah, I don't think referees can be can be binned off.
2: No, and like I said, there is, there will be bad referees, uh, no doubt about it. But you can't lump them all in, in you can't tar them all with the same brush. Mm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cam at CamGriff92 on Twitter, he says, First world room one hundred and one, but non quilted toilet roll." <laughs> just why might as well get a piece of 40 the middle grit sandpaper.
2: Class can <laughs> you you are betraying your yorkshire roots that is so middle class
1: so he says here might as well just get a piece of 40 grit sandpaper to clean the hoop so so what the further I mean, you got there's
2: more... a difference i mean there, there's the blotting paper stuff do you did you used to get that in school the, the it's stuff like that was like paper. tracing paper. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Blotting paper and tracing paper are very, very different, Max.
2: I, mean, I meant tracing paper. Okay. <laughs> <Right. Pedantic. laughs> but, yeah, I mean, that's middle class to me. But I agree with him because mm. I, I have to have the one with aloe vera uh, yeah. impregnated into the into the, the paper. So I'm as much as a middle class tosser as, as I'm calling him. <laughs> so, yeah, absolutely. Non-quilted toilet roll can get in the fucking I
1: page. agree. I agree.
2: So, did you just say? Did you just say you wanted aloe vera impregnated
1: into your toilet roll?
2: Yeah, well, I, I, I didn't know the the proper vernacular. Sorry, <laughs> it weren't like uh, one toilet roll and another toilet roll loved each other very much, and
1: and they made a they little aloe vera it. baby. <laughs> yes.
2: it just it soothed on uh, on, on your butt
1: it, it is. <laughs> I'm so sad in that. Uh, <laughs>
2: That's a t-shirt. It's soothing it is, on your butt
1: on your chain wrestling lives. It's on your butthole. <laughs> Let us know in the chat if you'd buy that. Um, <laughs> uh, cam also says, Coriander, grim, green, soapy shit. Nope. I like coriander. I got a view to yeah. that
2: one, Magsy. So th- this, this feels like, um, a, a cam problem. He's obviously got that, that, uh, gene where coriander tastes like soap. I think Paul Tully has got it as well. uh, no matter how many times they taste coriander, it tastes like up so, to me. It's, I look, I, th- I, think it enhances whatever you put it in. So yeah, coriander is here to stay, motherfucker.
1: I like it on a when you have like a naan bread from the from the curry shop, you know, from the from the takeaway, and that bit of coriander yeah. on there, last lash.
2: Yeah, uh, the wire puts it in a in a homemade curry, and it, if you don't put it in, you notice the okay. difference. Oh yeah, uh,
1: I don't know why, but because of the conversation we just had, when you started that, I thought you were going to say my wife puts it in her toilet roll. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: She just <laughs> wharped a butthole with it. She's got to be anger. very careful, though, because it's <laughs> really small leaves, so she's got to really do it with a little finger.
1: <laughs> oh dear, we're taking a dark turn again, aren't we? Uh, and Cam also says Road Rage Calm down, life's too short to act macho while sat on your heated seat looking like a beetroot. Yeah, I'm on board with that.
2: Yeah, and um dan griffin says cam deliberately aimed the road rage one at me he hates it when i road rage the issue is do you sit on your heated seat looking like a beetroot dan that mm, interesting. that sounds unhealthy sir mm. but yeah Indeed. road rage wankers yes, that can go in that can go in yeah that's got in uh
1: steve-o at total steve-o on twitter everybody
0: is steve
1: we have here from steve-o uh, what three things to put in room 101 have
2: ricky I, gervais I is, think i've got the steve-o one
1: well there you I'm go not. let's see so that shows that my method is better
2: yeah well i also can't highlight it but anyway sar continues
1: Sai does continue as steve-o continues uh, <laughs> ricky gervais's afterlife i absolutely detest it Yes, the story has actually got a nice meaning and sentiment, but its delivery is terrible. I've never seen it, so I've got no real issue with it going in.
2: Well, I liked it. I think okay. it dragged. It dragged out of. A, it could have been told in one season instead of three. Uh, so no, it's not going in. Okie doke. That's vetoed, I'm afraid. I enjoyed. I enjoyed it, but it it did drag. But that's not a reason to put it in. Okie doke.
1: Uh, any fitness YouTuber clickbait hungry? Desperate souls that'll do anything for views. Yeah, I mean, if you've got someone on YouTube who's just trying to capitalize on other people to get views and money, and if it's to do with fitness, fitness ain't my bag, mate.
2: <laughs> I mean, clearly it's not mine either. Uh, I can go in. Yeah, it absolutely can, because I don't watch it. So yeah, it could piss off.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, and Stevo says here, any customer... This is a At Ranta Moisters episode. Any customer that cannot be bothered to simply look for the most obvious of things, i.e. when he asks a, with a dumbstruck face, where's the frozen section? Or if they're in the milk section, where's the milk? Oh, uh, would, steve works in retail, yeah.
2: Oh, that would annoy. That would mm-hmm. annoy the yeah. fuck out of me. He continues I, I, as I well. would call them idiots to the face. <laughs> I'd get, I would get sacked because I, I couldn't put a brave face on that and just uh, let it go. I, yeah. would, I would slate them.
1: steve continues asking me or any colleague what the ingredients are in a product they're buying and you literally do what they should do and read them the list off the back.
2: <laughs> Again, I'd just walk away. I'd, I would have, a, I'd just walk away muttering under my breath. You fucking idiots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh steve says when you get this a hundred times a day you realize how many morons there are on this planet yeah i think Correct. that can safely go into that's in the chain 101 yeah
2: definitely in.
1: here we go then this one is going to be interesting and um, well let's have people's thoughts in the chat as well when i shake this out um quite simply from at pigs bladders on twitter who, by the way, is responsible for some absolutely fantastic graphics and has designed a t shirt for the Back When show that's on the network using the a sort of similar font to the Back to the Future design on their logo and so on. It looks incredible. This guy is amazing. Check out his stuff. And I hope that he takes my advice and starts doing it to try and make himself a few quid because his work is that good, Magsy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he says here. I don't even know how to explain this one. We all know you either love it or hate it. I really hate it. And he says, Correct. "Marmite." It's in, nope, it's in. I'm vetoing that. I love it.
2: Well, you can get to fuck. No, nope. because it, it's it's grim. It's absolutely grim. Taste. No, I love. I love. Taste. Love it. It's fantastic. like ass. It tastes absolutely like ass.
1: Like coriander ass.
2: <laughs> Soapy, <laughs> slimy, mushroomy ass
1: uh let's have it in the chat then cwf love marmite or hate marmite let's let us know as simple as that please i'm vetoing that though make that can't go in because i love it
2: well if the if the chat say hey it goes in Ah, okay (sighs) okay Okay. we've already breaking the rules and this has only been going for this episode
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> uh at joshua goodwin pw who today on the nxt rise and fall podcast on the sjp world media network did a, a sort of ask the king anything is the gimmick we ran with today for a special sort of detour from our usual method of reporting nxt had some fantastic questions come in and Joshua's insights into how the wrestling business works or his experiences at least with inside that, that bubble is is, is fantastic conversation for me to have had. And you know, the responses were awesome as well. So I implore everyone to go and check it out. It comes out every Monday. And as I said, today's was a ask the King anything. And it was, it was a fantastic conversation, Maxi. Yeah. But he says here, heart radio, there's more than eight songs that exist. So play more than eight songs on a similar subject. Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran. It was fine till it was the only thing on Heart for three months. While we're on about it, Ed Sheeran. Stop singing about being drunk, broke, and living in a tree. So, Maxie, we'll start with Heart
2: Radio. I don't listen to it. Uh, no. Any radio session that just sticks to the same songs over and over again would annoy the shit out of me. So, if if that's what Heart Radio does, then it goes in.
1: Yeah, I'm more than happy for it to go in. Uh, the song "Bad Habits" by Ed Sheeran.
2: I'm not a massive Ed Sheeran fan. I think he's just a um, a poor man's Ron Weasley. Okay. He's a, he's a <laughs> an embarrassment to the ginger community. Is um, that right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it, it can go in for me. I mean, he was he was kind of like Michael McIntyre. It was good when he first came out because it was something different. Like when he came out with like Air Team and stuff like that. But it's the same bullshit. All all his songs are the same. So, yeah, fuck fuckhead cheering. Stop wearing um, plaid as well, you tosser. You've got millions of pounds now. Wear some decent clothes and get your ginger hair cut.
1: Are you done? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> Apologies. I so no, I'm, you... not, I'm
1: not. I'm not. I'm not.
2: Can you imagine you, the heavy rocker of the team, going, he oh, loves me a bit of Ed Sheeran? No, he, he can get in the bin, mate. He can get in. Bad the bin. habits lead to late nights. What the hell was that? That's, that's you or somebody from Gloucester singing along to an Ed, uh, Ed Sheeran song.
1: It's that Ed Sheeran cut from the Wurzels tribute album. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, joshua goodwin also says here uncle elon trying to drive us all off twitter we'll have to do these polls somewhere else and that's an inconvenience
2: (laughs) i mean the elon musk what a pillock i mean i know he's very very rich but i think it may be through luck rather than judgment because he paid what 44 billion for twitter because he didn't like uh there being bots and then tried to back out of the deal. The court said, no, you've got to, uh, you've agreed to this. You've got to pay it. And um, it lost 36 billion uh, in value in the week that he's owned. It's now wow. estimated to be worth about 8 billion. Plus he sacked a lot of the staff. Yeah. And now anybody can get verified if, as long as you've got $8 a month.
1: Oh, ah, well that's blue tick for chain wrestling coming in then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'll go along with that. He can get in the bin. He can get in 101 <laughs> 101. Uh, Rob at UTT Rob on Twitter. And it's a two-parter here because Joshua Goodwin responded to Rob as well. Rob simply says, the government. And I'm think, I- I'm going to take that as meaning this incarnation or recent yeah. incarnations of the government. And yeah, that can get in the bin. Gang yes. of bastards. Lying pieces of shit. I don't want to go too much into it because I'll get two cross mags.
2: Yeah, I mean, governments in general are usually out to stiff the poor and look after the 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 rich, but this one this current government has been so barefaced at doing that that they haven't even tried to hide the fact that they hate uh-huh. foreigners, they hate the poor, they hate the disabled. It, yeah, this government is 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 horrific, a, a bunch of evil evil bastard so yeah they absolutely are going in
1: yeah totally totally agree uh joshua goodwin responded not a fan of the antiquated in what i what what i'm antiquid- uh, and antiqui-
2: an- you're making me fucking up antiqui- <laughs> an-
1: antiquated antiquated methods of government i'm all for tradition but a little streamlining would go a long way also,
2: how do they pay themselves and their friends billions of pounds on the taxpayer if they streamlined it? You've got to think. There's fuckers literally sat there. So you started me off, mate. There's literally
1: sat there in the house of uh, well, the House of Parliament, the House of whatever. Do you know what I mean? It, it literally sat there asleep. They're asleep in these meetings when they're supposed to be representing those who have voted for them.
0: You fucking cut.
1: Oh dear, dear, dear.
2: And that's that's you're lucky that they've turned up because a lot of them don't.
1: Yeah, absolute bastards. Uh Also, the childish point scoring on all sides. You guys are supposed to be running the gaff. Stop behaving like you're on the terraces at a local derby. Yeah, get on yeah. with it. Just you know, stop bickering back and forth and get on with it.
2: So uh recently, with the the, the changes in um and um prime ministers and and things like that, I've, I've actually caught quite a few. Prime Minister's Question Time on on uh, the Parliament the the Parliament YouTube channel, and they, it is so childish. It's yeah. it's all words that, to score points rather than kind of like getting to any action. It's all like joking and and scoring points off each other. it's it, it's very very childish. So that can go in as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah, getting a bit full now, Maxie. Getting a bit full. We'll have to see what else we've got coming into us here from the CWF. We have James at He Nailed it. Nailed it, mate. Nailed it. Uh, Football. I have an unhealthy relationship with it.
2: It's mental abuse. I keep going back. (laughs) But you love it. Yeah. So it can't go in because if you didn't have it, you... You you just wouldn't have it'd be just a darker place if we didn't have football. So yeah, I can't put football in. I can't.
1: Really. I can't. It the the some of the joy football's given me in my life from when I used to pretend I could play a bit, and then when me and ran a club, and then watching Gloucester City, watching United, watching England in tournaments. Yeah, okay, lots of heartbreaking disappointment too. But that's the what has the, and yeah, the laws. That's what makes the good points. The high. That's what makes the highs so good. You know.
2: Mm -hmm. i agree yeah
1: also my little watching my little girl playing oh yeah i I can't get rid of football sorry mate that's that's fully vetoed all over the shop
2: yeah
1: uh arctic monkeys james also says used to be good now just completely changed their sound but kept the same name if their latest album was their first they would be shit
2: yeah the, the latest album's called the car i think um I, I liked early Arctic monkeys. Uh I've kind of like gone off uh, gone off and their newer stuff. So kinda of like James. But I think music is one of those kind of mediums where you should be allowed to grow and you should be allowed to uh change your style because you you shouldn't always be pigeonholed into doing one form of thing. It's an expression, it's art in it. So yeah. um Whilst I'm I agree with him that their later music is not for me, it's it is shit. I I, I can't see them going in because. Shall we compromise? Their, 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 the first album was an absolute banger. The first three, four albums were were bangers. See,
1: I've got no opinion either way. So, shall we compromise and just say later Arctic Monkeys can get yeah. in the bin? Yeah,
2: yeah no. I'm happy with that.
1: And then uh, finally, from James, Star Wars, boring.
2: Now, I think he meant to, I think he spelt wars wrong because it should be spelt T-R-E-K. Now, that can go in. Star right, okay. Trek can go in. Star Wars, not so much. The Especially the first three because they're, they're absolute classics. The the extended universe, I'm meh about it. But, yeah, I'm not putting Star Wars in. So, so no, it seems.
1: It, I agree. I, I don't, I'm not into it. My lad loves it. You know, he's he's crazy on Star Wars and has been, you know, ever since he was tiny. My kid brother loves it as well. But again, I don't know if it's an age thing, Maxi, because the first three films, yeah, I loved them when I was younger. And I I could probably rewatch them now and still enjoy them. But all the stuff you get after that, I don't like. I've tried it. It, uh, No, not for me. So again, should we compromise and say all Star Wars, apart from the first three, can get in the bin? (laughs) Yeah.
2: The extended Star Wars universe can go in
1: There we go. And Star Trek. It can piss off. I don't watch it now, but when I was a kid, it was one of those, I think it's one of those things where the next generation was on at like six o'clock or whatever it was on BBC two. And we only had four channels back then. So as a, as a kid who was like 10 11 years of age I didn't want to watch the news. I didn't want to watch Home would, and away.
2: I would rather watch the news. I mean I like watching actually I like watching the news to be fair but as a 10 year old I would have rather watched the news than watch shitty Star Trek.
1: Oh uh, okay. Uh, guys, I don't know. So I don't want I didn't mind a bit of next generation, a, a bit of the original series every now and again, but it's not yeah. something I watch now. So maybe it was literally just because
2: I didn't have other options. I mean, you're arguing the case. It, it wasn't his pick, so it doesn't matter. Mm. <laughs> it's Fair enough. Going. Let's <laughs> move on.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we have a couple here, Magsy, from Millwall Chris, who DM'd them uh, to the show. Uh,
2: so so. Are, you, are you missing out Matt Butler then? So you're not getting a, a go? Oh, see? I fucked that up as well, haven't I? Yeah, you did.
1: You'll have to read that, eight I see that,
2: Matt Butler. So
1: yeah, I am very um, sorry. Matt
2: Butler at... Trey Butler says ketchup, no place for it. Surpassed by every other condiment and ruins everything. It touches Jesus. He does not like ketchup. It ruins (laughs) (laughs) everything. Ruins everything. It touches. Um, I'm not a massive fan of ketchup. No, but I don't, I also don't, I don't have a, a deep rooted hatred to it as, as Matt does. Um, but because I don't, don't have it i'm happy for it to go in so it's on you
1: see i never i've never really liked ketchup for as long as i can remember i was you know different stuff i prefer for different meals but recently we got an air fryer oh and when i've got you
2: you middle class why is everyone becoming middle class on this show all of a sudden
1: well, I got a few beers in me, and don't worry, Sharon's already told me off about it. I'm not supposed to do it, and actually, she's now bought me a little tray so I can, you know, d- do it properly without like wrecking her air fryer. But,
2: <laughs> <laughs> welded some. You've welded ketchup to the the air fryer. no, 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 no. no, you, no.
1: <laughs> you no, know, what I've started doing when I'm a bit pissed up is I'll have a, something potato based, whether that's you know a few croquettes or whatever, and then I'll chuck a croquettes.
2: Few... Who are you? Who's it's it's
1: it's, this it's... person? In front that's of just it. what they're called. It's not posh. It's one pound from Iceland, you fucker. You
2: know? <laughs> waffles or chips. That's
1: the two yeah, potato yeah, on that, <laughs> right? Or or some hash browns or whatever. But then I'll chuck a few frozen Brussels sprouts in there as well.
0: Wrong, 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 wrong. You're wrong. You're
1: wrong. What in the in the air fryer, and it fries you, them up and makes you, them really crispy, and they st- are gorgeous.
2: You animal,
1: right? But then I'd put a bit of ketchup on top of that, and that's banging.
2: No, oh, that's grim.
1: But that's when that I'm pissed. Grim. If I'm if I'm sober, I'm not sure. I've, I've never tried it without the booze in me. So,
2: so that's your homework.
1: Yeah, try that
2: with some potato croquettes, croquettes, and some Brussels sprouts. I know I I, I, you can't say Brussels sprouts posh, can you? No, you can't. You can't. But yeah, try that. <laughs> but that's grim. Brussels sprouts in the air, no, fryer. the air fryer. mate. Everything is so much better in the air fryer. Oh yeah, I agree. I mean, we we've got one, uh, and it's amazing. I was uh you cook a, a, a chicken in it, and it comes out absolutely amazing oh interesting but, but brussels sprouts but mm. i would rather yeah, i don't i like would sprites. rather eat my own shit than eat a brussels sprout <laughs> i don't like sprites and i don't really like ketchup but for oh, some reason but, but in that? the fryer, it magically changes it changes yeah. it into like a, a trifle. <laughs>
1: Yeah, okay, we'll go with that. Um, <laughs> anyway, Millwall Chris, Via. Oh, are, we, are we done with that, uh, no,
2: no, we're not. Sorry, Matt, again. the Just the, the sheer I can't, disrespect. It's, I it's can't literally read on, it the on the, on the screen, screen in front of you that there's more than one sentence. Yeah, but I can't read that. It's too small. You don't have to read it. You can see where this space spaces between the three picks that he's put in. All right, all right. Come on, then. What so the next one is... Is putting carpets says so there's no point in, in them at all. Too high maintenance. Everything stains them, and they all look shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the thing with a carpet is, is the they, they feel nice to to bare feet. Wooden floors are cool, but the first step on a wooden floor is always freezing cold, and He's right. They are high maintenance. I've uh, I I had, uh, had to buy the wife uh, a rug doctor vacuum, which was about four hundred quid um, to to keep the stains out of the carpet. So I, I do concede that point. Um, but no, it can't go in because it just feels good on your on your on your on your tutsies. So mm.
1: it helps keep the room warm as well, doesn't it? Like when you got the heating on.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, I can't bin carpets off mate.
2: And you can also use carpets to abuse people by Okay. So you you're barefooted or you can uh you can do it like if you've got socks on. Um you rub your feet as hard as you can on the carpet, and then you touch someone with your finger and give them a little static electric shock. <gasps>
1: You sadistic bastard. <laughs> <It's brilliant. laughs> oh, dear. Okay, so what's the last one next? We haven't had one, do not we?
2: It says vegans, remove them to offset the carbon footprint of beef. <laughs> <laughs> remove <laughs> vegans. Just eat the vegans. Eat, eat the,
1: the vegans. I've <laughs> <laughs> got no issues with vegans themselves, but I have an issue with the fact that vegans have to tell you they're vegan every 30 seconds.
2: That's true. Now, you know, I've, I've been having a lot more vegan meals over the last few months. I've really got actually into like, not the philosophy behind veganism because I do like bacon and I do like <laughs> steaks. Um, <laughs> I'm like not, I've not got into the philosophy of veganism. No, there, there, like is a, <laughs> there is a philosophy. It's about like uh, harming an animal, harming animals, and eating things that uh, yeah. have a face and stuff like that. And I, I I appreciate that, but I don't tell other people how they should live their life. So mm-hmm. vegans should tell us how to live our life. But I do like some vegan food. So um, I can't put it in because of that. Because without that, I wouldn't have my delicious vegan food. So, okay.
1: I had a vegan quiche the other day. Okay. I mean, but it wasn't intentional, (laughs) it was an accident. I accidentally ate a quiche. Well I was I went to I went to Tesco's on my lunch break. Other supermarkets are available, but this one's just the fucking closest. So I went, to, <laughs> I went to Tesco's on my lunch break at work and they had like the reduced section, don't they? And it was, you know, all gotta be eaten that day. And it's like, was well, for my lunch that day. Signed. And they had this little quiche there for a quid. And I thought, well, that'll fill me up. I can eat it during the afternoon as well. Ate it, thought that was banging. What was that? Looked at it and it said vegan on there. And I was like, oh,
2: okay. Yeah. Now, if that was Mrs. Mag's, she detests anything that is labeled vegan she she will not eat it whatsoever she just hates the thought of vegan food so like corn anything like that she won't eat i got her some um uh do you know magnums do you know like the the, the ice cream chocolate yeah, yeah. and i got her accidentally got her some vegan ones and she was fuming, absolutely fuming. <laughs> now, normally in our house, a box of uh, Magnums, they, they don't even get to touch the freezer before people are in, whipping them, and they're away. Those Magnums survived a good six months before they eventually got got eaten because they were vegan. Why? So, So, Mrs. Mags would definitely go along with Matt and say vegans can get right into room 101, but she's not in charge. So, she can get fucked. Veganism (laughs) is not going in. (laughs) Um, I'm sassy today, aren't I?
1: You are, mate. You're quite fired up, aren't you? (laughs) You know, you're you're criticizing me for my Brussels sprouts in the air fryer. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Should we get to Millwall Chris now, then? Or is there any more I've missed? I think that's it. Right. Okay. Okay. Millwall Chris on Twitter. He says here a couple of late entries for the room 101. Uh, people who don't have basic manners, like saying please and thank you, Dobbets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They can get him. Mm-hmm. 100%. Uh, people who walk along the road with their head down, staring at their phone, and then wonder why they almost walk straight into me and my small dog. Yeah. That's, I mean, not above anything. That's dangerous.
2: Yeah. There, there was a, uh a fest hall is it at fest hall yes. on twitter they put uh it's where you can um confidentially um admit things and they'll post it onto twitter for you and they put up a post saying uh someone's guilty pleasure was actually bumping into people who who was like fixated on the phones whilst walking um a bit cruel but also absolutely massively hilarious yeah so, just don't do it I'll, yeah yeah, I'll, do it.
1: yeah exactly uh, people who just suddenly stop for no reason whilst walking along the road?
2: I mean, well, they, did they have to slowly uh, yeah.
1: indicate <laughs> like, hand signals. To a yeah.
2: <laughs> I'm attempting to stop?
1: <laughs> I mean, I suppose it's less risky, Chris, if you're not stood so close to them trying to sniff their hair. Yeah,
2: maybe that is a, a Millwall Chris issue. It feels like uh, it's a very mm-hmm. um isolated problem with Millwall Chris. Like, with people walking. I mean, mm-hmm. I think maybe he, he needs to like, respect people's personal <laughs> spaces. <laughs> yeah.
1: People are always <laughs> bumping into him or they stop and he bumps into them around yeah. Millwall. Is it just really, really dense population? <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: <either>. Just <laughs> 7 million people packed into that like, yeah. square, a square mile.
1: <laughs> everyone shuffles in the same direction. If you want to go left and everyone else is going right, you're fucked. You got to wait for it to go right, You
2: know, <laughs> <laughs> is that going in mags i've missed my turning <laughs> um they're all going in so far
1: yeah fair we'll, enough
2: we'll give him that we'll give him them
1: oh this one veto straight away tuna it's rank and should be banned
2: nope yeah that's wrong tuna's amazing nope. vetoing that one yeah. and then any it, fish I, I don't get how people don't like fish that annoys me what, about, think, oh, what, what like about fish there but yeah i, I would say- eat anything out the sea like seaweed delicious like crude oil when that's been spilt that's delicious as well yeah, yeah I, really I love my seafood
1: okay look <laughs> and uh... <laughs> octopus squid oh, yeah. shark shark i bet shark's quite nice
2: jellyfish mm, see,
1: I, I don't know because i don't like the texture of all that it's like blamond isn't it? it's all do you know what I mean? i've never really ate
2: jellyfish to be fair oh, okay what that like, squid is not that Blamonzo. It's all wobbly and squidgy, isn't it? Oh. Is it not? It looks like that when it's alive and like swimming around and that.
1: Yeah, that's the impression I get of it then, because that's all I know, what it looks oh, like.
2: So that's how you would judge food that goes on your plate. So when have you seen a pork chop just rocking round a pig star?
0: <laughs> okay, good point. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Oh Jesus. yeah, that's a fair point. And lastly, from Chris, he says, uh, "People who say they don't like music, seriously, what's wrong with these freaks?"
2: <laughs> exactly. That that goes along the same same as people who say they don't like fish. What mm. the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, yeah, music is amazing. Mm. It it can change your mood. It can change your mindset. It can make you emotional. Yeah, I mean. If you don't like music, then what you mean is you don't like a particular music.
1: That's what I was going to say. There's such a yeah. broad scope, isn't there? Mm-hmm. You know, saying I don't like music is just like well, it's impossible not
2: to just... not like yeah. some kind of music.
1: Maybe they just not discovered what they like. I guess exactly. I don't know. And finally, Mill Chris says, how many, and- is it,
2: "How many dudes is he having?" Well, by a the way, greener. I've said
1: by the way I've just said, and finally, that should be a bit of a clue for you okay <laughs> and finally mill chris says morty and fitch as well well not oh, them yeah, directly oh. not them directly but i now can't just say my wife there. without saying it in that stupid voice my wife
2: <laughs> <laughs> i get abused for that as well that's unfair um yeah just chuck them in because they yeah they're just a stain on the underpants of our community
1: <laughs> oh, Morty no, is. They, I, of, I love him. I love
2: him. Morty's they, part of a
1: fantastic both. show that covers murder in mind, though.
2: That's no, He's carried very well by, <laughs> on that show. He appears oh, no. on the show.
1: <laughs> he d- trust me, he has a lot more work for it than <laughs> I do. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I I feel
2: he's paid. <laughs>
1: Whoa! Oh, <laughs> uh, Magsy, what about your good self?
2: brussels sprouts are definitely going in fuck no,
1: them veto, vetoing that mate because no. i like them in the air fryer.
2: No, well you're you're a, an animal and you should be on a register <laughs> bubbly <laughs> chocolate that can get riding nope vetoing that southerners they can go in what the fuck that cheese cheese can go in
0: no, no, I, know like I know you
2: like <laughs> Gloucester, just the town of Gloucester
1: can go we're in. We're a city. Fuck you, we're a city. Um, Some Chartland bastards that are tiny. <laughs> <don't think>
2: <laughs> <up. laughs> how did how did me slating your your town off lead to you abusing a totally unrelated town? Big
1: rivalry, oh. mate, isn't it? Gloucester Chartland, big rivalry.
2: Tomatoes can go in. Onions.
1: No, no, A lot now. of
2: food base stuff yeah yeah but no nah, onions man i love onions i, I like the 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 taste of them it's the texture the texture of battered onions mm.
1: just what about pickled onions just,
2: no absolutely not leeks i don't mind which is basically that's the same yeah. <laughs> uh, no a leek is an onion it's the onion family yeah what about spring onions then i like spring onions
1: because uh, that's kind of like the crossover between the two isn't it that's the missing link
2: <laughs> it's definitely a missing link. Um, but I'm not a very hateful person. I think live and let live. So you know me, I'm placid about things like that.
1: Yeah. The way you speak to me every Monday night really shows that. It's
2: bubbly chocolate Brussels sprouts for me.
1: Right. you don't? Fair enough. I'm vetoing the sprites and I'm vetoing the chocolate.
0: Uh- <laughs> so all for two.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, I, I would happily throw into Room 101 people who use their phones whilst driving. Motherfuckers. No, I'm not
2: throwing them in, no. Are but you not, no? You, you veto Brussels sprouts, um, allowing people to drive very dangerously using the phones. Yeah, I hate that. I absolutely hate it. It's horrible.
1: Absolute bastards. I hate it. That drives yeah. me mad. That drives me mad. Um, anyone who, now that both football clubs have gone up a few leagues away from Gloucester City, anyone who refers to the Cheltenham Town Forest Green game As the big Gloucestershire derby, or even worse, (laughs) even worse,
2: very local, ass specific room. uh, I don't want to enter
1: there. Or even worse, twelve people will agree with you. (laughs) Referring to it as El Glossico,
0: fuck. (laughs) 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 It's like, can you hear? Can you hear yourselves,
1: you scumbags? I mean, first of all, Forest Green's from Forest Green is at Nailsworth. There's like in Nailsworth, there's a bus stop, a pub, and a cow. That's it. And some vegan fucker is bought a And yet
2: drink. they're still better than Gloucester City. They're
1: not. They're not. I know where they came from, mate. They just got vegan burger money, aren't they? That's, that's the only difference.
2: On to football. Uh Martin absolutely stuffed our our rivals this weekend.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I Blackman saw that.
2: Come mm-hmm. up. Sent sent the dingles packing.
1: Sent the dingles packing. <laughs> yep. Going up magazine, they? Eh?
2: Well, it looks like both, both Burnley and and, and Bastards, will be going up. Ah, interesting. Because yeah, uh, we're uh, Burnley top now till what the the end of the World Cup, so that like mid December. Um, and I think Blackburn a third. I think they're third. Mm. So looks like that rivalry is going to continue next season. Ah, okay, nice. And we yeah, can beat them and send them back down.
1: And uh neck of the Woods, mate, Gloucester City, we're hoping to maybe sneak that final playoff spot, but it won't happen. Um, <laughs> thank you to everybody who messaged in for our non messing topic this week. We got rid of some absolute crap. And yeah, I'm sorry we had to veto some
2: stuff, but some of it was just unreasonable. You know, it's the way yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. you just Maxi- you've got some horrific opinions, CWF, yeah. uh, um, I have to say. Mm-hmm.
1: indeed but some we also agree with so there we go uh speaking of opinions and so on shall we run through the chat quickly before we get round to talking a bit of wrestling
2: Yep, yeah, that's uh there's quite a lot so apparently um i called coriander Cory pop is that right i don't believe that i did that i didn't pick uh, up on that okay um so can we say he's sensitive that's why he, uh, he needs the the three player toilet roll instead of the the <laughs> one uh tracing paper, not blotting yeah. paper, people. Um,
1: <laughs> blotting paper uh, has a different effect. <laughs> uh,
2: Cam says, uh, "I think Cam mentioned that uh, Tottenham is a is a, a shitty area." Uh, and Scottish Danny says, uh, "Bang on, dangerous, dangerous, and dangerous. Also, and nowhere to park, and when you do park, you probably get broken into." brilliant um, Cam also then says I wish football refs would take a leaf out of the rugby uh, referee mindset and just let rip on the players yeah. just give them, a, give them a headset and say look you, you big bastard fucking behave or else you're going in the sin bin or a taser or, or just a shotgun just make it like what? extreme
1: football <laughs> extreme football <laughs> poor Heyman would promote that
2: <laughs> so um mag's impregnated vera vera duckworth no aloe vera and it's not me no like saying hello vera
1: yeah that was that was your chat line to vera duckworth when you walked in the pub aloe vera
2: brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. um so coriander is one of Mort's favorite herbs kiwa bolter uh with fresh coriander is banging yep that sounds absolutely delicious um Then Dan says he needs to road rage. It's the only time he gets to vent his anger. Apart from when he vents his anger on uh, the UTT podcast or the Dr. Who podcast, or just on Twitter in general. I mean, you are a very, very angry person, Dan. I think you you (laughs) need some counseling, sir. And then looking like a beetroot, Dan is probably looking more like a beetle goose. That's his next year's entrant for the, the Halloween competition. Um, Scottish daddy saying he's begging for a Cory star to show up on a future murdering man podcast. So multi has to acknowledge. <laughs> <laughs> ah, brilliant. Um, Sharon saying Ricky Gervais should go in, uh, to room one on one on his own. Um, Scottish Danny agreed. And then Cam says, I wasn't a Gervais fan, uh, Sharon, but I didn't mind after laugh. to be honest. There you go. I mean, I actually really like Ricky Gervais. Mm. I think it could be sometimes be a, a pretentious, uh toss pot, but, um, he's got a very good mind for creating, uh, interesting comedy shows. So yeah, I don't, the office, don't,
1: the office is fantastic.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, Pigs, uh, Morty says pigs, but get to work on a grumpy man's work in a checkout. I couldn't do it. I really couldn't do it. <laughs> I, I once had a, a job, um, doing the night shift, at a, a petrol station. And I think I lasted about four days because it just, people just annoyed the fuck out of it. Plus you get a lot of taxi drivers coming into way changing and oh. buy condoms from the, pros- for the prostitutes that they picked up. So, uh, that was a thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Stan says, there's something about walking into supermarkets that drops people's IQs by about 50 points. I mean, in Burnley, if you drop by 50 points, you, you're into negative numbers sometimes. <laughs> um, Cam says, on Comedians, we mentioned James Corden last week. You oh. guys have seen the videos of him using other people's jokes. Yeah, and I, I also saw a tweet recently that he went to a restaurant um, a couple of times and he was an absolute knobhead yeah. to the staff. Yeah um people like that can definitely go in Celeb- people who get a bit of fame um not necessarily always celebrities but they get a bit of fame and they suddenly think that their shit doesn't stink i mm-hmm. mean we've seen it in the wrestling uh twitter sphere uh people get a few hundred, uh, thousand um followers and then all of a sudden they think they're the god's gift to yeah, to community. think a big yeah, people like that, uh, who think the shit don't stink, yeah, absolutely can get in. Um, Dan saying he bloody loves Marmott, and then Cam going Vegemite all the way over that, that's Surely that's just the same thing. It's still like yeast extract, isn't it? So is that not just a brand difference?
1: They make Vegemite rain by me, I think. I think that comes from
2: rain by me. Do they? Just oh. another reason to never, ever visit Gloucester. <laughs>
1: <laughs> honestly, we're going to have a chain wrestling live done where everyone can just come down for a few beers and watch the cheese roll. That's um, what we should
0: do. Yeah.
2: Okay. I mean, that <laughs> might be the very last episode of chain wrestling we ever, ever do. Um, <laughs> Morty says he loves mama. I had, a, had some last night with cheese and biscuits. See, and now I'm going back on what I said about uh, Morty and Fitch not going into the room 101 because Marmite breath more egg deserves to go in there now for that.
1: Marmite oh, like breath morty. <laughs>
2: um Sharon giggling at me saying, get in the bin. Um the Marmite Easter egg was elite, you fucking Ooh. scruff. You absolute <laughs> scruff Scottish Danny. You it's you right. animal. <laughs> <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. A shout out for the Marmite rank crew. Yes, James, absolutely. Um, just these absolute gossers. Uh, Bought some of the crunchy peanut butter Marmite. He still seems undecided. I've seen it. It's on sale at my local Tesco. I would rather again shitty hands and, and eat that than eat peanut butter Marmite. Why would you wreck peanut butter with the the horrific taste of Marmite?
1: See, I'll I've just, not tried that, but I'm really intrigued t- to give it a go.
2: Then, absolutely, should do it. Just do it on the show. And yeah. Let us know what it's like. Okay, They did, they released some pork
1: scratchings that were Marmite-flavoured as well, a while back. Mm. They were nice. The heathens. The absolute
2: heathens. Do you like twiglets? I, I don't know. I remember having them <laughs> as a kid. Right. But... I don't know if it was through choice or mm. whether it was just that uh, yeah, you know, kid have some twiglets.
1: I love twiglets. There you go. That's yours then. Next week you can try some twiglets
2: on the show. Are they Marmite flavored? No. Are you saying that so I get? So wrong? <laughs> Are you trying to lie? You're for me to get. Is that what Mar- is that what twiglets taste like? Is it Marmite flavored? It's, uh, yeah, I think so. Am yeah. I may have been wrong about Marmite then? I mean I don't remember the time. <laughs> oh I remember I've eaten twiglets. You may be wrong all about this all the time, ranting you give it. All this time <laughs> I've slagged and I might actually be a fan of Marmart. I'm gonna to have to revisit Twiglets then. Yeah. Yeah. Do that. That that's definitely some homework I'll do. Um Morty, Morty says absolute radio is king. Mm-hmm. Do you know I I was talking to the wife about this uh not long ago. I don't listen to a lot of radio now. We've listening to podcasts, it just, radio just isn't on my radar anymore. I only yeah. ever really listen to it when I'm in the car with the wife. It's weird, yeah. that. Anyway, and we really listen to Radio well, cause, 1 because we're, uh, like, hip.
1: Yeah, because we're down with the kids. Absolutely <laughs> good as well because you get, like, Absolute radio 80s, absolute radio 90s, and and so on, you know, so that you can sort of even break it down to be a little bit more specific to what you want, I suppose.
2: Absolute radio Arctic monkeys, hopefully, for, oh, for, for pigs Battery. He'll, he'll enjoy that. Um, Sharon, I don't know if she's calling me or you this, uh, probably you, um, but she's calling someone a cunt. Oh, <laughs> Maybe we'll call it Dan Griffin a cunt, who knows? Um a team, <laughs> uh a, a, a team, the song always reminded me of the JCB song. Now that song was a banger. That is that was Carlos's favourite song uh for such a long, long time. Uh and it maybe is his walkout song for uh his tournament in, in Greece. So nice. That would be cool. That or uh, yeah. I pitched uh, handlebars, Do you know, the uh, I can ride my bike with no handlebars, no, no handlebars. No. You, you'll know it if you hear it. But, yeah. Um,
1: so it
2: doesn't you sound that. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Does any, any song I'll sing, does it ever sound like that? Absolutely not. I
0: can ride my bike with no handlebars, no handlebars, no, handlebars i can ride my bike with no handlebars no handlebars no handlebars look at me look at me hands in the air like it's good to be alive and i'm a famous rapper even when the past are all crooked i could show you how to
1: do see i could show you how to scratch a record i can take apart the remote control
2: so you don't like ed sheeran i did like his first i think was it uh plus the first album with uh the a team and uh was it lego house i think he did a song called it's just it's since then it just all sounds the same absolutely all sounds the same uh his song with chris sterburton and bruma i'm assuming she means bruno bruno mars is a banger oh she corrects herself Sorry, she did mean bruno mars not can't say i've heard it um cam says thanks Morty. that was in my head for next week so that's the a team and the JCB song that's nothing wrong with that you have a good listen to the JCB, there we go. I'm um, Luke, I'm five of my dad's Bruce Lee. There we go. Brilliant song, absolutely brilliant.
1: Got no um, idea what
2: you're talking about. The J- you've heard of the JCB song, surely? Don't think so. Who even are you? Listen, <laughs> that that you have to do. That, okay, I know you n- you Sorry. never do your homework, but no, no, listen but, to on. the JCB song.
1: Watch your reading eyes. What I'll me is I I will find it on Spotify, and I will send it to myself so I can listen to it.
2: Okay. So, um, Cam says a current MP in a top grade wanker is on a fucking reality TV show. Oh, this is something I did want to rant about. Um, so on Twitter, people are loving Matt Hancock, absolutely loving him, and the the slating Chris Miles and I think it's uh, is it Boy George who's in there as well. Uh, for for giving him shit, but this was a, a the, the twat who couldn't help couldn't decide on a lockdown and ended up basically um, letting COVID run riot through uh-huh. the through the country. And now all of a sudden, people love him uh, just because he eaten a few kangaroo dicks. Yes, yeah, absolutely annoying. <laughs> um, the government is full of absolute words that we cannot say in chat. Uh, Uh Oh, Sarge just dropped the C bomb. It do not happen very often,
1: unless I'm describing particular individuals, but they don't come up on this
2: show. Um, Pigs Banner says, Oh, bugger, I forgot to do today's Barry pick. (laughs)
1: Yes, (laughs) Barry Horowitz, uh, every day in different situations. It's quite funny.
2: That's him, isn't it? Who gives himself a slap on the back. That's it, yep. (laughs) Um, even worse, they uh, from Cam, Even worse, they get massively subsidised, free course meals, and made for them and a few bars yeah. and the prices are ridiculous. Uh,
1: Maxie Coffey just got up again, because it's Monday night. That <laughs> standard,
2: Max. I nearly made it. I nearly yeah. made it. <laughs> <coughs> So, Dan says, as a journalist, uh, journalism student, I attended a city council meeting where they spent 15 minutes exchanging Captain Push Pugwash related insults. The childishness runs deep in government. Yeah, they're all toffee nose, absolute tosser. Uh, Morty says, so outside the political, uh, political discussion, just downloaded JCB by the Mizlock See, I always knew why uh, Mort was my favorite from Morty and Fitch.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um see everyone's adding it now uh Cam's adding it um Dan isn't he's just here. it's his turn to tell James to piss off because Star Wars is this um I feel the family few coming on Arctic monkeys in room 101 are fucking blasphemous <laughs> yeah but that's because they're from round your parts Cam um if they were from Manchester you would probably not like them as much you see okay uh, but without Star Trek, we wouldn't have the, oh, my, I mean, what, I mean, I'm not wishing George Takar death. I'm just saying Star Trek was, was dog shit. Isn't he dead? George Takar? No. Yeah. I, I thought I he died so. recently. No, I, don't, I
1: thought he uh, I I'll, I'll look at that magazine. I'll look at that.
2: Yeah. Um, Mo is saying the Mandalorian is banging yet yeah, I, I, I dare say it is I dare say for a, a Star Wars fan a lot of the extended use for us is is good but it's in it for me so it goes in room 101 and
1: George Takai update he is alive <laughs> Look, you've done that a lot haven't you you've but wished yeah. people dead I've not,
2: not, not wished them dead I've just thought they already were so james says uh his dad took him to uh empire strikes back at the pictures i had one of them watches that you could press a button for it to light up i kept lighting up every two yeah. minutes because it was boring <laughs> sharon says uh ketchup is amazing on an omelette oh, okay yeah M- mags with his potato and I- i've never had a potato smiley. um one of the, the the granddaughters absolutely loves them, but I've never had one. Um, and then, <laughs> that was my birthday present. Stop r- wrecking my air fryer! So you were not even meant to be using that air fryer, sir. So putting well, Brussels sprouts in it is—I was allowed to use the cram. air fryer.
1: I was allowed to use the air fryer, but then I, I sort of dropped into conversation these Brussels sprouts in the air fryer are banging. And Sharon just literally went, you shouldn't be putting Brussels sprouts in the air fryer. Please tell me you're not doing that. And I was like, nope, just the once. It'd been going on about a week. <laughs> <How> <laughs> but she's aware of that. She's aware week? of that.
2: So how many times in a week did you have air fried Brussels sprouts?
1: I, only a couple, like, But yeah, it was nice. But now Charles has got me his Are you only saying thing. it's a
2: couple because Sharon's in the chat? And really, it was about six.
1: <laughs> She's got me this little tray thing now, so i can put my sprites in, like wrecking the air fryer, see? Yeah,
2: but you can clean the air fryer.
1: Let's move on, because that's a touchy subject as well. Sharon, but he didn't say that.
2: What? So you're, you haven't cleaned <laughs> the air fryer, have you, when you've used it? No, <laughs> Jesus, I didn't realize I was setting up a domestic here. Um, yeah, I'm
1: gonna need to move in with somebody. If
2: <laughs> <laughs> with more in Darlington, please, yeah, that's true.
0: Yeah. Well.
2: <laughs> uh, potato waffles are immense as well. Mm-hmm. I apparently, recommended to be done in the toaster. No, 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 under the grill or in the air fryer, no other way. You don't agree, do you, sir?
1: I've, I've tried them in the in the toaster it's not the same
2: no exactly exactly so essentially sarcom's own piss grabbed whatever he could from the freezer lobbed it into sharon's <laughs> air fryer and thought he created a culinary masterpiece that's what it was it's like oh i'm fucking star i'm fucking starving me oh here comes what the is there <laughs> and looks in the freezer sha. Shara, where's them potato waffles we had? I can only find Brussels sprouts. Don't be using them in my air fryer. I won't. Oh, yeah, we've got an air fryer. In they go.
1: It, it's, it's not too dissimilar to what happened, I suppose.
2: <laughs> Sharon says they're actually looking for a new carpet tomorrow as well. Well, no, now during Room 101, it's banned. You've mm. got to get wood flooring. Yeah, oh, I've got panic. Cement. 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 <laughs> I've got <a> pallets. <laughs> and of all, you'll have splinters <laughs> for the rest of your life. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, so, Cam saying quorn nuggets are classic. You know what are best from quorn? I've been having them a lot recently. The crispy chicken fillets. Oh, they are so damn good. So <laughs> damn good. Sharon saying people who don't like the greater Shortman, they can get in the bin. Um,
1: yeah, okay. I mean, I don't like musicals at all, but I'll tell you what, that film we watched it one Christmas with the kids,
2: and it was really good. this will be something Sharon enjoys. I saw Jared Leto uh on was it yesterday? It was yesterday, yeah. He in, was uh, <laughs> in Burnley. <laughs> no, well I actually saw him twice in the same weekend because he was uh he was on he was a guest at the UFC pay-per-view and then he was also in uh, Jabbar for the um dead Jeff versus Floyd Mayweather fight. So I saw okay. him twice on my screens in two days. Oh, nice, and I instantly thought of showing when uh when they're sitting because <laughs> nothing else about him appeals to me whatsoever. Um Cheltenham bastards. <laughs> I, Cam, I once ate an onion like an apple on a rugby social was delicious and rank at the same time.
1: Fucking you know, hell. Yeah, I horrific. did that. I've done that. That's it's horrific. horrific. It's, it's, when you get when you have a couple of bites and you get past the initial, oh, it's
2: actually quite pleasant. You dossers. You uh, <laughs> El Glossico is fucking magic. Fuck off. Yeah, I've, I, I'm going to start watching the El Glossico
1: i i just hope that they can I, I honestly the lot of them fuck them all you know
2: <laughs> extreme footer with refs that have a gun i hope vince isn't watching chair wrestling that. <laughs> i mean he's not he's not got anything else better to do with his time i believe I, he was seen true. out with a with a, a young lady friend wasn't he recently i do mean, uh,
1: at first glance with my bad eyesight i thought that was dixie carter what, the young lady friend? She's about yeah, 70 just, years old. Just, just scrolling through. Like, I had to go back. I was, oh, no, it's not Dixie Carter. But I started thinking, imagine that. If, if, if Vince and Dixie Carter got together and started a separate wrestling company. I'd watch that. <laughs> I don't know
2: if I would. Yeah, it, I it, I car would be fantastic. Well, uh, Dan said he'd be well up for going for the cheese rolling.
1: Yeah, let's do
2: it. Sharon says twiglets a rank and oh dan says did sar just meow rather than answer a question
1: (laughs) that's that's when you asked if twiglets tasted like marmite and i was unsure what to say
2: (laughs) our belly laughed at sar's meow i
1: said no but i wasn't very convincing with my no
2: (laughs) and literally just watched mags's man be blown at that revelation I, i i like sar i forget what I've promised to do on this podcast, the minute I start recording, but I am definitely going to try some twiglets to see if I if I like them, and that may make me try marmot.
1: I'll, so, I'll tell you what, Maxie, in solidarity with you, I will eat twiglets on the show next week as well.
2: Yeah, but you know that you like them. Yeah, and I didn't say I'm going to do it like in private, in case uh, like in, them, in, in, they in, in, wrong in,
1: in your alone time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Old Matty Wanks or Hancock as it's called is also the knob who put COVID patients in care homes, give out dodgy PPE contracts and broke his own lock down for a shag. Exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's a wanker. Yep. Uh, and they're not cleaning it, you dirty bastard. So I've I've got your in trouble, sir. Apologies. I've, no,
1: I've already had my ass kicked, and rightfully so. I've already had my ass kicked about that. So I
2: mean, how do you not clean it? That's the I am I am a stickler for cleaning the kitchen equipment after i've used it
1: why do you not do it i, no, I do I, it. I clean the kitchen equipment after i use it just the air it's a new thing and that's like i'm not i mean i'm still struggling how to get used to it all i only recently, is it one where you can take the baskets that you've cooked the food in out no you press a little but you, you've got the handle that pulls it out and yeah. you press a little button on the top and the rest of it stays and the basket comes out with the same handle yeah but sharon sharon only explained that to me a little while back after. as well after yeah, you'd I'm, cook, I mean, you can six see that. I don't, you can make, I don't know if you can make that out there. That burn there, where is it? That one there for a start. That's yeah. off the air fryer. Uh, that burn
2: just there. That's off the air fryer. Um, I struggle. You're, like a, you're a while, like a child, aren't you? I mean, I know I'm <laughs> like a child, but you'd burn yourself and you don't clean up behind yourself. I know how to clean it now, I think. And last but not least, Sharon saying that Jared Leto does love his UFC. So there you go. So,
1: there we go. Uh, thank you so much to everybody in the chat for joining in with us once again, even though a lot of it was poking fun at my expense.
2: Oh, you Next week's episode, Si will be with a massive black eye and claiming he walked into a door.
1: <laughs> Shall we talk a bit of wrestling, Magazine? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can you imagine you go downstairs and Sharon just lamps you? Don't. Clean out my air fryer, you
1: bastard. Sharon hasn't got an accent like that. I I haven't got an accent. What am I saying? I haven't got an accent like that. (laughs) Absolutely. Let's
0: get ready to rumble!
1: Right, Magsy, you won the poll, my friend. I
2: know. Is that two in a row, maybe? And this was two three-way polls as well, wasn't it? you won. I mean, you and Steve are did put up horrific picks, so.
1: Bullshit. That's the only
2: logical choice.
1: That tag match at Slowest Series is very good.
2: Yeah, it is, but not as good as watching two (laughs) two matches, it was. Not as good as breaking the fucking rules so you win. (laughs) And just for context, one of these matches is not that good, and the other one is bloody brilliant. Which yeah. is which? Find out very soon.
1: Uh, there we go. Uh, we are heading back to the 27th of February 2000 and the WWF's No Way Out pay per view. Uh, the options on the poll that Magsy put forward that one were so relevant to the rumble we watched the week before, and also where the, the the story is still heading towards the WrestleMania 16 main event, which I think we've already covered, Mags, haven't we? Oh, we? Well. I think so. Shit. I don't that know. May,
2: that may impact
1: uh, later I, in the episode. I don't think, I don't know if we have or not. I don't we think
2: are, we have. I, I checked. Okay. The, I checked the outdated uh, yeah. Excel file. It's
1: definitely I mean, not been done recently. So if it was been done, it'll that's be how I,
2: That's how I learn it. Yeah. I checked the old ones and then I, then I think, have i we reco- covered it? Yeah, in, in like the last, last months. Month. <laughs> the last months that Sire hasn't updated that. that uh oh. That Excel file, yeah. So I, I don't I, I, think we I, have. So for oh you, shit. you just saved my bacon there because I was to
1: <laughs> scramble. So I wonder where you're going next week. um <laughs> I'm going to go. F- I'm going to go first for this week when we put forward our options, okay? And I'm okay. going to choose the main event to WrestleMania
2: 16 <laughs> I have a backup, so fuck
1: you. Ah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah no way out 2000 uh we have the match for I suppose the number one contenders spot isn't it between the rock mm-hmm. and the big show after the controversy at the end of the rumble that year and well, then the we rock
2: have did actually touch touch the the floor with yeah it peaks. makes it, it,
1: it, i can understand why big show's pissed to be honest
2: i mean it was that angry he got a haircut mm.
1: He did. Well, perhaps maybe it's not a haircut. Perhaps he was that angry and stressed out. He just started he falling just out. ripped it out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> he's also got some very rock-style sideburns. Mm.
1: Yeah. I think he's yeah,
2: kind of be the big rock.
1: And the main event of this pay-per-view was the Hell in the Cell match between Cactus Jack and Triple H, which I'm I'm assuming we're going to go in the order of the card. So we'll come to that one second, Magsy, if that's right with you?
2: No, I think we should put the 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 good shit first and then deal. No, obviously we're going to go yeah. rock big show yeah. first.
1: <laughs> Okie dokie. Uh, first of all, no way out 2000. Great video intro to the pay-per-view. I think the WWF have always done that really well. And yep. in this era, especially with the characters they had around and things being a little bit more edgy, still a bit more attitude. Superb.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. I I agree. And I, uh, I, I really liked the, the mini, like cell, over the entrance as well.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, I that entrance that was a really was cool. cool. Touch. Yeah, it's quite. It seemed quite stripped back as well, didn't it? Because it was the, the mm-hmm. cell made it look quite small, but at the same time, it was still really, really what? Well, it just looked great, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely did. Uh, the video recap of for this match again, WWF production at its best, telling the story of the rumble finish, and then Big Show trying to convince Triple H because he was the authority figure at this point uh, that he should be given a match with the rock. I personally would be thinking you should just let me go to WrestleMania, not convince him to let me have a match with the rock bullshit because the rock hasn't won anything.
2: But it's, it's the old adage of the, the referee's decision is final. Mm. Um, I mean, how many, even in this match there, um, this should have been disqualifications. If, if that's the route that big show wanted to go down, um, he should have been disqualified. So he wouldn't have won this match. So at least there's a little bit of uh continuity with the application of the rules, I suppose. Mm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, on the entrances, Magzi, first thing I noticed with the big show was how it seemed like he was maybe, I suppose, giving us a hint of what might happen later in the show. Cause he was hovering around a certain part of the ring and poking it with his feet a little bit.
2: Did you notice that? I didn't, uh, but I I understand why. Um, Maybe it was to test whether he was going to injure himself if he does any kind of like big spots there. Yeah. Learning from the Bulldog, I support, and and Warrior.
1: Yeah, that's kind of where my mind went to, actually, Bulldog, Warrior, and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, yeah, great shame.
2: What I did Um, notice was that the crowd were chanting for the rock way before his music even hit. That guy was over that rover
1: oh so popular it was it was insane how popular like was still to this day i guess but so popular then was and it?
2: and then i think it was jim ross said that big show was 28 years old it's mental yeah and the rock was 27 mm. still still pops still young and it's insane, yeah Madness. I mean, w-
1: with regards to the two of them as well. Obviously, the Big Show's gimmick is he's bloody big, but The Rock's a massive fella. And Jim Ross talks about him being six five two sixty 260 or two six five pound, whatever it may well
2: be. But he looks tiny
1: here next to the Big Show. Yeah,
2: he's, he, he they go face to face, and the Rock is having to look right up to to Big Show's island. Yeah, he's. It's huge. It, there's no getting away. I know WWE tend to massage uh, the 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 build hats of wrestlers, but there's no way to to deny that Big Show was just a freak of a, of a human being. Uh,
1: yeah, oh, without a Um And it also showed early on as well with, with the actual work they were putting on because this giant man that is The Rock was being thrown around like he was nothing by the Big mm-hmm. Show. And yeah. that's an incredible sight as well. Cause again, the, the size difference is, you know, obviously it's obvious there. It's apparent for everyone, but you can't get away from how big a bloke the rock is. And yet he's getting thrown around like he's a, a, a freaking child.
2: Yeah. Great selling as well. I mean, mm. the way he just gets, uh, tossed over the barricades at ringside, just like a, a child being thrown over. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, Big Show is just huge, and uh, the Rock really makes his offense uh, in the early parts of the match just look devastating. Mm.
1: Yeah, totally. Uh With regards to that offense, then we had they were fighting outside quite early on, and the Big Show at one point press slams the Rock over his head onto the barrier. That was quite impressive. Uh, mm-hmm. We also get a power slam as well back in the ring. And that yeah. looked great as well, didn't I? I mean, I suppose anyone that size doing that kind of move looks good, but that looked very, very good, Maxi, didn't it?
2: It did. Um, for as short as this match is, and for um, the the lack of rating, I'm probably going to end up giving it the, the in ring stuff was, was tart, it was uh, it was it was botch pretty much botch free. It was just a, a, a well done short match. Uh-huh. So yeah, the, yeah. the short, short offense was, was good. Uh, but it's not long before we start seeing the rock kind of like take over. Um, we get, um, the, the spot where he does the, the spit in the face to kind of like, uh, take over. I mean, I don't know what's in American water, but it, it affects a lot of wrestlers when it gets spat in the faces. It's just, mm. it's just brutal.
1: Blinding that stuff, mate. Blinding. It
2: is. <laughs> it's very blinded. <laughs> um,
1: I suppose you sum it up quite well when you say it's, it's a relatively short match, but what they do is quite good. Because there's not much more for us to cover in the middle part of the match there, is it, before we start getting to the I suppose the, the, the silliness towards the end, potentially?
2: Yeah, uh, there's a little bit more uh, stuff on on the outside. I think the show, uh, Big Shaw does the the whips rock into the into uh, the ring post, uh, but then once we get into the ring, it's uh, it's only a couple of minutes before it the match descends into the madness of the of the finish. So uh, Rock in the early parts of the match, it goes for a Russian leg sweep, and Big Shaw just absolutely. Um, just no cells and doesn't allow it. And I didn't realize how uh, attached to that um the, the Russian lebs sweep the rock was because he goes for it again later in the match uh, and mm. lands it and and goes for gets a two count and he, he does a really impressive uh float over ddt uh which on someone the size of big show you'd think it'd be really hard to pull off but that I thought was uh, a, a, a pretty cool spot and then um Big Show goes and gets a chair and this is where obviously it's, it, this is, we're building to the finish now, but Big Show swings the chair at the rock and he avoids it. Now, surely if the rock would have just took that chair shot, he wins the match.
1: Yes. And he's off to WrestleMania. And he's off
2: to WrestleMania. Why would you avoid that chair shot? I don't, it just didn't make sense to me that, that part. Uh, and then we get, the the most acrobatic um ref bump that i've seen in a long long time um so uh, big show throws uh the rocking uh best irish whips him into the ropes the rock runs into earl hedner but earl is in the middle of the ring rather than being uh the side of the rope so he throws himself <laughs> Through the ropes, yeah. he literally he does a, a suicide dive, essentially <laughs> through the ropes, um, which leads to uh, Big Show taking the lead. Um, Tim White comes out, uh, goes to do the, the the count. Then Earl Hebner yanks him out of the ring. Now earlier in the card, Dead um, Earl and uh, and Tim White had argued over uh, uh, the uh, the finish of a match. So they're arguing outside Shane McMahon comes out uh returns after however long he'd been out uh to no chance in hell that
1: pride uh, pop for Shane was huge, wasn't it
2: absolutely uh and he comes, and the uh he basically helps big show um recover because the rock has hit a rock bottom uh the rock goes for the people's elbow. Shane jumps in the ring flying chair shot, which is uh, a signature of shit. He's, uh-huh. If there's one thing he does good, it's that that flying uh, chair shot. And all the time that that's happening, we're seeing Earl Hebner and Tim White beating the living piss out of each other at the Saturday. I thought that was a brilliant spot because we, we, you see referee arguments all the time in wrestling. But to see him actually get physical and like, beating the living shit out of each other which allowed Shane to do what he needed to do and then get out of it. Um before sending Tim White in uh for uh, Big Show to to get the pin and show is off to WrestleMania. I think the match was about what, eight, maybe nine minutes. Yeah. Uh, very short, very uh um concise. Uh and the rock is, is been screwed. Which is ironic, because he screwed Big Shaw at the Royal Rumble, so it's all yeah. factor.
1: Justice for the giant, mate, that's what I say. i attend 10, Maxie, for that one, what were we thinking?
2: Mm. Um, talking about it uh, with you, I actually feel better about it than when I watched it, which is okay. uh, a, a weird feeling, but saying that it's still nothing really to write home about it's it's essentially uh, a tv uh match on a pay-per-view um so i think a a five is probably generous but i'll go with a five
1: i've got six because again i go back to um the original match that we reviewed on the show that we both gave a five to i preferred this to that straight jacket steel cage match with Booker T Steiner the okay. pop for Shane was fantastic as you said everything the rock did look great so yeah i I, I preferred it to that one so by comparison I, I got a six but yeah it was, it was it was decent enough but it wasn't spectacular it's not something I'd rush back to watch again to be honest
2: yeah totally totally agree
1: mm. but what followed Magsie what followed was a little bit better than that wasn't it in my opinion it, it was very 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 good Oh Very yes. god. we have Triple H versus Cactus Jack Hell in a Cell for the WWF title, and if Jack doesn't win the championship, he retires, or so we're told. Um oh, does, does he? Or does he? The the first thing I noticed with the entrances and so on is how great Triple H looked here. He's not—he's a massively you know put together bloke. Of course he is, but it's not Triple H after the injury where he's got so big. He's still relatively lean as well as being a muscular bastard, isn't he? And then you've got Mm -hmm. the lights flashing, that beautiful championship belt. And then obviously Jack makes his entrance and the cell is still up, which is kind of unique for this time. But we find out quite quickly why, because as the wrestlers are in the ring getting ready and they bring the cell down, you notice that they can't walk through the door to start the match. Because it's it's got got like
2: 18 (laughs) padlocks.
1: It's locked up majorly, isn't it?
2: It's um, when when the cage hits the floor and then uh, Cactus goes out to, to check it and he sees the amount of chains on it. It was almost like he wanted to escape as soon as possible because mm. um, he's, he's there rattling the door. Um, and Triple H uses that as an attempt to to maybe get a, a, a quick um, a blind shot in, but no, Cactus is not having that. No. No, I mean, I suppose... There's,
1: I couldn't help but in my head make comparisons between this and the Hell in the Cell match between Mankind and The Undertaker that we reviewed not too long ago, Max. So that may pop up a little bit as we we're talking, but that, in my head it kept going. I suppose because we reviewing them quite close together, aren't we?
2: Yeah, yes, yeah, so, I mean, I mean, it's hard, even if we weren't reviewing it, it would be hard to not compare, um, because. Mankind is is inextricably linked to mm. Hell in a Cell matches just because of he 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 innovated them. I mean, everyone knows that uh, the Hell in a Cell ver- uh, with um, Taker and Shawn Michaels is, is iconic, um, but Mick elevated these matches to way more than than that first match could ever be um in terms of how brutal in terms of putting his own body on the line. He took what Shawn Michaels and Undertaker did in in that first match and he just he just raised the bar to a point where maybe it's never been matched in in, in the years since.
1: Hmm. Yeah, yeah, totally. So I get a great deal though from looking at the two here is I think that, that there are some spots in this match that are really memorable, which we'll come to shortly. They're really, you know, iconic images and, and pictures we see and we'll see for years. But I think there's more in between those spots here and more, I suppose, bell to bell uh, wrestling wise mm-hmm. than what we had with the King of the Ring 98 match. Cause that was very much two big stunts. And then a few other moments, and, the, and then the, 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 the thumbtacks come out, and it was fantastic. Don't get me wrong; I, I gave it a ten. But here it feels like there's a bit more actual wrestling going on between the big moments.
2: Yeah, uh, I think you're absolutely right, and it's because for for as good as the chemistry that um, Mick and uh, Taker had, Triple H and 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 Mick, especially as Cactus Jack, had phenomenal chemistry and they are both really good workers And that's not to say undertaker is not a good worker but he's um limited because of his size um he doesn't have the the technical skill let's say of of triple h um so there was there's a lot more that maybe mick and triple h can do in terms of wrestling fundamentals than perhaps he could do with, with Undertaker.
1: Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Yeah, I think so. Uh, We do get the steps being used quite early because Foley takes a running bump into them with his knees. That was quite, that makes me cringe every time I see that.
2: And then when uh, Triple H throws the steps, that's a a spot you don't really see. Um, Usually it's obviously a very kind of cushioned hit with the, the steps and but he he literally just lobs the steps, and uh, the country make a, a big deal of how how strong Triple H has to be because they always make out that these steps are two hundred pounds. So he's lobbing two hundred pounds uh, at, at ringside. I mean, we all know that they're not two hundred pounds. <laughs> uh, they
0: don't
1: look light. Don't get me wrong, but
2: yeah, uh, but yeah. um uh, Mick Foley just takes that in the, in the shoulder and the head. Jesus Christ. Mm. It just, it looks absolutely brutal.
1: Yeah. It's pretty insane. It's pretty insane. Uh, we also get the use of a chair as well in the ring and swung around outside of it. So there's some, there's some chair shots to Foley. Um, uh, and also Cactus Jack gets in a low blow with the chair as well, <laughs> which is quite funny.
2: <laughs> that was, that was good. That was really, really good. And then he gets the, the DDT, I think he's uh, from that. Yep.
1: Yeah, a, a drop toe hold for triple h as well to send foley head first into the chair i quite like that that's that's mm-hmm. quite cool that's something that we don't see enough of I don't think
2: yeah you're absolutely right and uh, i think there's a, even a russian leg sweep where um triple h's uh head lands on the back of the ch- on mm-hmm. the chair as well so the use of the chair was um it's not it's not easy to be unique with a a, a chair but they they do a good job of of, of putting in stuff that Maybe you don't see too often, um, which is it's all slowly building to the the brutality that's that's yet to come.
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, we get a slingshot on the outside into the cage, which Triple H is then bleeding from, mm-hmm. uh, and then we get the spot the Cactus Jack kind of made famous in WCW, where he jumps off the middle rope with a chair sometimes with just an elbow drop but here he's using the chair onto the floor i mean there's that looks superb doesn't it
2: it's it is it looks brutal as well dropping an elbow with a with a chair uh, Mm. again onto someone who's who's already bleeding like a stuck pig um yeah it was just it was just ramping up the intensity of the match
1: we get I suppose a little throwback to a few moments ago, don't we? Because the the steps are thrown once again, and mm-hmm. here they split the cage. They do, and that's and Jack's opportunity.
2: Jack sees that there's maybe a way for him to get on top of the cage, but he doesn't just crawl through the gap. or ah, well, give
1: it a little, you know, trying to rip it slightly or something.
2: No, he the he it's he throws a body through that gap. His own. <laughs> <laughs> and then Triple H's.
1: Yeah. Uh, so th- we're outside the cage now, which is what Jack's wanted all along, really. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're brawling all over the place. They end up on the announce table and Captain Jack delivers a pile driver on there, which I thought was quite cool because the table didn't break either. And sometimes I think that looks more brutal.
2: Yeah, it does. Um, what I did notice as well, and I'd, um, I don't know if it's the first ever K- uh, Hell in a Cell match, but they had cutouts in the in the the chain link for for climbing up the cage uh i don't know mm. if they've done that previously they may have done but it's it, this was the first one that i noticed or the earliest one that i noticed that they they had that which means we're going up on the roof
1: yeah I'm, i don't know if it was the first because i seem to remember i don't know whoever it's michael cole or jim ross i want to say jim ross but i could be wrong because he was eight for a while with his, with his in, issues wasn't he this, and they, they explained the holes in the cage away as being there for the cameraman to film for the TV coverage, okay. which I thought was a really clever little bit of commentary.
2: Yeah, that, that does seem clever. But mm. it's just, I mean, I mean, I probably am wrong and I've, I've just not noticed it on earlier iterations of, the, of the, the Hell in a Cell. But there's so many of them on this one that it's yeah. hard not to notice.
1: Yeah. Uh, and Mick Foley tries to use them. He's, he's on his way up the side of the cage before Stephanie Upman stops him. Um, mm-hmm. which again, I think this is so, so clever because it, you've got the crowd reaction to Foley realizing he can get out the cage. So that's a huge pop there. And it's a brilliant bit of storytelling, mm-hmm. but the way he gets out the cage is by the steps, breaking the cage and the steps were used as a weapon earlier on. So it harks back to something they did earlier, which I think was yeah. a very clever bit of storytelling here. Foley's trying to climb, so you get the crowd reaction to that, it gets stopped. So it's almost like a bit of a tease because that's what everybody wants to see, isn't it? He wants to yeah. see them on the top.
2: Exactly. And and you play with the emotions of the crowd, and mm-hmm. you you tease them and tease them until you you finally give them what you know that they've come to see. And uh yeah, it's a it's a, a, a good play by WWE at the time. And I, I think um, sometimes. When you have uh, someone like Stephanie uh, at ringside and involved in the storyline, it can be annoying or overbooked. uh, Their kind of like influence or their interfering in the match. Um, I think in this case, Stephanie played her part to perfection. Um, She's not involved too much in it, but when she is involved, it's it adds to the match rather than it just be there because it's Stephanie or because it's interference for interference sake. I think, um, the, she's used sparing. I mean, there's a shot later on. and um, we'll get to it where the camera focuses on her and she looks, she's laughing maniacally. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's such a perfect shot of just how devious and evil, uh, the, the McMahon Helmsley era was, um, but like I said, I don't think she was u- overused in this, but uh, her like, stopping the, the tease of, uh, of Mick Fowler going onto a cage, I think it's it's good booking.
1: Yeah, it, it's, it's superb. It's brilliantly done. And I think the way they get up onto the cage is also really great storytelling as well, because Cactus Jack gets like the barbed wire covered two by four. Yeah. Because in my mindset, and again, we go back, we, we hark back to the previous Hell in the Cell that we've looked at very recently, Jack gets to the top of the cage or or as mankind, sorry, to the top of the cage straight away and almost challenges the Undertaker to follow him. And the Undertaker is desperate to get hold of this guy and kill him. So he accepts the challenge. Triple H here, if Jack climbs to the top of the cage and stands there, what motivation has Triple H got to follow him?
0: He gains
1: nothing. He gains nothing from that. Mm -hmm. So this way, I think it's really clever because Triple H climbs the cage first to get away from Cactus Jack, who's all of a sudden got the barbed wire. I think that's a little touch that makes so much sense when you're looking back in the way they, they're telling the story they put this match together.
2: Yeah, and you can you can also tell that they th- thought about the logistics of taking uh, the the two-by-four with barbed wire up to the top of the cage because it's got a handle. They've yeah. screwed a handle to it. <laughs> uh, so that, to me, says they've tried this. And they, they could have easily thrown the, the two-by-four up, but that would have meant Triple H got hold of the two-by-four. Mm-hmm. Um, so they needed to find a way of me, to be able to climb the cage with the two-by-four. And the, the handle obviously makes a, a lot of sense, but it shows the thought that uh, that went into it to, to make sure that the storyline made sense. Uh, so, yeah, I thought that, that was a an, a cool little touch.
1: Yeah, yeah, a lot of it makes such perfect sense. Um, we do get the table spot, but not the same level as the Undertaker match, but it's still an incredible bump, isn't it? Because Foley tries to follow him up, and mm-hmm. you know, Triple H, obviously, and again, makes perfect sense. He's not going to stand there and let the guy climb, he tries to kick him down, which eventually mm-hmm. he does, Magsy, doesn't he?
2: Well, uh, as, uh, as he's, um, as Mick fall is kind of get, getting to the top of the cage, um, Hunter like basically grates uh, Mick's head with the with the bar with the barb wire, which it just that always makes me cringe. It's such a, uh, a horrific spot. Yeah. Well, I actually think that this this fall, whilst it's not as as epic as the being thrown off the top of the cage, this one is still incredibly brutal oh, yeah. because there's a monitor uh that's kind of underneath the 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 plinth on the on the table and it it the way uh mick lands is it it essentially lands with his shoulder hitting that monitor now that that must have absolutely been brutal uh mm-hmm. and i know being thrown off a cage is is probably worse but it's still it still looks so bad when you see that monitor digging into his shoulder after uh, landing on it. So, yeah, it's very, very nasty.
1: Yeah, and I think the seriousness is added to here by, by Jim Ross, who, again, is absolutely superb. Uh, I'm a big Jim Ross fan, as everyone knows, but there are certain moments where I think, I think it's really important that a commentator adds to what's happening on screen. And I think they can take away or add. I don't think you can just say stuff and it is what it is. I think you can have a positive or a negative effect on what's on screen. Mm -hmm. And here Jim Ross puts his serious voice on and starts referring to cactus Jack as Mick, which makes uh, straight away. There's a sense of realism to what's what's happening here. And he's saying, Mick is hurt. I really mean it. Can we get somebody Mm -hmm. out here, get somebody out here now, please. And he's, he's, he is literally doing that. He is pleading with people in the back to get help for his friend. And it mm-hmm. does sound like he's genuinely concerned. He's not screaming "Good God Almighty" or anything like that. There's a genuine feeling of concern in Jim Ross's voice, and I think it really adds to the the drama that we're seeing, Mags.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, he we he does say I think as uh, along the lines of "Cactus Jack is broken in half" and stuff like that. But you're right, it, uh, Jr. is so good at adding that extra level of emotion to a match with his commentary Um, there's there's very few that can can do that to the level that JR does Uh, and yeah you it's it's hard to to overstate just how important JR is to these matches
1: yeah oh totally Uh, Jack is a bloody mess now he's bleeding out of his head his Mm -hmm. arm and all sorts of um he attempts then well, bear in mind he's got up from this horrific fall which has stunned everyone in itself and he's trying to throw chairs up to the top of the cage can't quite manage that he mm-hmm. climbs up himself anyway and i love this because it's not the head in the cell that we see now i mean i'm not even referring to the the big red structure that we get now it was still the silver gray whatever it may well be but it looked more reinforced and, and people on top of the cage, were like the Shane McMahon drop, for example, as incredible as that was, the cage looked very well put together, very well structured. And they had extra stanchions in place here. We're seeing triple H and cactus Jack walk around the cage and it's, it's sagging where they're yeah. standing. <laughs> and there's a moment where t- there's a camera angle from underneath and looking up at the roof and uh, triple H takes a bump in the middle of one of the, the the sort of fencing sections and it sags as he hits it. And he almost bounces back up onto his feet, Mm -hmm. but that was such a great camera angle as well. Max.
2: Yeah. uh, And the, the worries uh, when the, the, the corner of the, the roof starts coming away and the, the two guys are are still wrestling um, and triple H's leg is going through the cage and, this is not like a part of the the cage that was over the ring. This was over the post and over the the floor, at, mm-hmm. at the, the side of the ring. So very worrying. Uh, if if you're in, um, if you're watching this at, at the time live, you there, there was a um, there must have been a massive feeling that this is going to go wrong very very quickly because that roof was it was just it was just collapsing around them, um which makes the the spots that they did on on there that much that much more impressive i suppose
1: mm. yeah it does indeed um but I suppose with regards to cactus jack Mick Foley mankind whatever and and the stuff that's already happened in these early hell in the cell matches, the big bumps and falling through the cage and so on, and barbed wire' been used it, they must've been thinking, how can we take this to the next level and do something that people haven't seen before? So they set shit on fire. <laughs> they, do.
2: they do. Well, um, um, we do see, um, Triple H get whacked in the nuts with the, the Barbie as well. though. Yeah. That, which <laughs> yeah is just... always, Triple H getting whacked in the nuts is always a fun time, but yeah, then, uh, Mick decides to go all Japanese, uh, king of the death match style and just burn everything. Uh, mm-hmm. and the, the visual, the, the camera panning out to uh, Mick Fowler holding uh, the, the barbed wire uh, two by four in the air and it's on fire. It's it's such a good shot, such a good shot, and the crowd are absolutely on their feet for it.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's great. Uh, we also get the the tease of a pile driver, then, don't we, Magsy? Mm-hmm. onto the fire, which again gets the crowd. You know, they go hysterical for this because this is you know insane. This is WWF television. We barely see fire. You yeah. know, it's it's quite dramatic, but then that leads to. <sighs> so often we see t- pile drivers teased in various scenarios, and we get the backdrop counter to it, and everyone just sort of goes, "Ah, oh, all right then." But here, the backdrop counter leads to potentially the most memorable
2: moment of this match mags <laughs> <laughs> and the most scary looking for me because mm-hmm. um so the the backdrop is is over uh over like um a support structure for the cage and when uh um, triple h uh, does the the backdrop mix head very nearly collides with this support structure and then his body hits the, the 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 segment of the of the the cell roof. Uh, one side of it uh, it is, is obviously been gimmicked to to fall apart. Mick then falls through that, but his head then almost hits the 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 yeah. the section of the roof that has is, is, it's come apart from, and he's got fractions of a second to uh, to get his body in position. To to take this bump as safely as possible um, with his with his arms, so he's looking looking down at the at the the rapidly approaching floor of the of the ring, has to kind of like uh, adjust a little bit so he doesn't break his neck, and then hits the ring uh, with with as much so much force that he crum- he, he crumples uh, a section. Of the ring and it just looks it looks like we've witnessed the death of Mick Fowler. it's yeah. so it's so brutal I mean this is a guy who we've seen get chokeslammed and land in the middle of the ring and be like a crumple of broken bones but this is him being backdropped through the ring it's just it's just brutal and it's just iconic. It's something that's tried to be replicated multiple times in wrestling. I mean, I think Jericho did it pretty recently at uh, Blood and Guts, uh, and you could tell that that was really gimmicked because yeah. of the cardboard, the the cardboard, um, the, the cardboard uh, floor covering and stuff like that. But this wasn't no cardboard floor covering. This was Mick Foley just destroying a part of the ring. Um, yeah. And it just led there like a dead a dead body. It's it's brutal.
1: Yeah, I think Triple H here, I mean Foley as well, with little things he does, but I think Triple H here is fantastic. I think mean, that the whole scenario is great because we're just in this dramatic moment and Triple H takes his time to climb down. Mm-hmm. Which well, I he, think
2: adds, he climbs down the section of the the roof that's fallen through as well, which yeah. is which that wouldn't be the section that I'd climb down. Clearly not safe enough to, to support Mix. <laughs> not going to support Triple H's weight, yeah.
1: wait. It's the, the what, pace of him climbing down. I think really adds to the drama as well, Mags.
2: Yeah. And, and the one thing that adds to the, the drama the most for me is this is an era of Triple H where he's, um, he's an evil, heartless, cerebral asshole. Uh-huh. But he's showing concern. He's worried that he's gone too far. That he may have killed a man. And he, when he gets to the to the ring, he's. It's almost like he doesn't know what to do. He's pointing at Mick. He's talking to to Earl. Um, uh, Is this guy dead? And then he sees Foley uh, lift his arm up, and the the shock on his face. Um, Triple H sells it beautifully. Um, How is this guy still able to move? How is he still able to breathe? How is he not six foot under off this? Um, Then he goes and pedigrees him and wins the match. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, With
1: with Foley, when he's in this hole in the ring, so to speak, he's in this broken part of the ring the crowd start chanting for him and they're chanting foley 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 and it gets louder and and there's there's a little touch here by mick foley that i wouldn't have noticed if i hadn't watched an interview or listened to an interview with um kane about a year ago talking about a match he had with the undertaker and about how when the crowd goes up to a certain level don't respond wait for them to come back down again and the Mm -hmm. undertaker was teaching this this so this certain I suppose trick of the trade, I guess, and the crowd are chanting for Foley, and they get really loud, and then it's when they die down that 's when Foley starts moving his hand to bring them back up again, mm-hmm. and it's such a small little thing, but it's just a master at his craft here, yeah, you know, displaying how great they are at controlling that scenario
2: yeah it's it's an art of having the crowd in the palm of your hands and knowing just how to manipulate the 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 feeling of the crowd to to get the reaction you want. And Mick, yeah, you're right. It it played it perfectly. He just let the crowd get to the point where did did kind of processed and acknowledged what had happened and the 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 feeling was 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 dying down. And then the, the 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 raise of the arm and then the crowd are back again there yeah. like and and Jr says it perfectly on commentary I think he says something like this crazy son of a bitch is still moving um which it's it is it's right this would have killed a normal man and yet Mick Foley is still able to continue having a wrestling match it's just yeah. the guy is a, a lunatic
1: yeah it, it, it's very good it's very good but as you said Maxie. The pedigree, after all these crazy bumps, these crazy moments, chair shots, getting hit by the steps, going through a table, going through the cage, going through the ring itself, the pedigree is one step too much after all that brutality, and Triple H does win the match. You know, oh. So in theory, that's the end of Mick Foley's career. Or yeah. is it? But there we go. Mm.
2: Mm. Um, but normally, this is like where our kind of... Um, Review of a match would would, would come to a, an end, but the sight of of Mick Foley being cheered, blood all over his face, sweat dripping off his body, his, his claws in absolute tatters because of the barbed wire, and I don't think there's anybody who can look back at a crowd and look back at the at the camera and the people watching on TV. Uh, on the way out of the of a company or uh their, in their last match and not draw emotion because when he looks back you feel so much emotion that this guy has given his his body to this to this entertainment and it's all over for him um mm-hmm. it, it just i i mean i know what happens <laughs> this is uh wrestling almost 25 years old but I still felt emotional because yeah. this was the end of the end of Mick um, and his career in the WWF. It just felt so sad. Yeah,
1: very much so, mate. Very much so. Uh, I suppose then, out of ten, Magsy, where do we go?
2: I mean, we gave um, over Hell in the Cell matches a ten. I, I, I think that this. It could be argued that this is the best Hell in a Cell match ever. Um, so I can't not give this a 10.
1: I totally agree, mate. Ten. I gave the previous one a 10. Uh, King of the Ring '98 effort a 10. I think this is better. I think there's more going on here. I think in yeah. Bell to Bell, it's a better match i mean everything looks great the commentary is perfect the camera angles that you spoke about are perfect everything about it right from top to bottom is superb so yeah i'm putting the trigger as well my friend to me it's 10 out of 10
2: Mm -hmm. i agree
1: excellent stuff so then max where do you want to go next week mate
2: ah so i think i may have telegraphed my pick earlier in in the episode um but I'm doing a Vince Russo style swerve. I don't want to go to WrestleMania 2000 uh, for the, the main event, even though we have watched this whole story um, unfold. Um, I want to stick around with some Hell in a Cell's. Um, okay. So this is, uh, for me, I think it's it's arguably the best one, but there is another one that that runs it very, very close. A uh, couple, a few years down the line, 2005, Vengeance, uh, Triple H again involved, uh, but this time he's taking on the animal, Batista. Um ah. So I want to go to Vengeance 2005 for Batista versus Triple H, uh, which is the, the, the culmination of their rivalry uh that that uh spread over WrestleMania twenty one I think and backlash um of the, the world heavyweight title so yeah that's where I want to go. Vengeance two thousand and five Batista versus Triple H hell in a nice. cell
1: nice very nice mate very nice that is um that that's a Barnstorm as well isn't it? It's a great match. It's a great match. We've been very triple H heavy these last few weeks haven't we?
2: Mm, yeah and hell in a cell heavy. Hell
1: yeah. yeah. Not a bad thing, mate, because they all tend to be quite good. Well, from memory, there must be some stuff. We should try and find a shit one and watch that.
2: We, I mean, we could. Let's not. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I am going to use the venue again as my link, because I love doing that. I like look. I like looking at the history of what else has been there. And there hasn't actually been many massive pay-per-views at this event. Sorry, at mm. this venue. Uh, it's the Harvard Civic Center. There's been a couple of Survivor Series. Um, the Undertaker made his debut there. Survivor Series
2: 1990. I think it's, um, if I remember, it's it's one of the kind of old school mm. uh, wrestling venues for for the WWF, where a lot of the earlier like TV shows were from there.
1: Yeah, and it's not the biggest. It's not the biggest arena available to them either. So when they're running the likes of a WrestleMania or whatever, especially as the company, you know, its popularity goes up and down. the the, the bigger Wrestlemania's they ain't going to go here because it's less than 15,000 I think when they cap it for wrestling Um, but one WrestleMania that was held there is one from an era that when they weren't doing so well but there was a title match that I have real fond memories of from when I was a kid that I don't think I've seen in quite a while so using the venue I would like to go back to Wrestlemania 11 and to see Kevin Nash in his guise as Diesel Wrestle Shawn Michaels for the World
0: title.
2: Okay.
1: And we have a very, very motivated Shawn Michaels. And also, and this is a big rarity, a very motivated Kevin Nash because they didn't close the show. We had Bam Bam Bigelow wrestling some bloody football player. Yeah. And the <laughs> Shawn did. Michaels and Kevin Nash were apparently fuming and went out there and tried to pull out all the stops to basically prove a point I guess mm-hmm. that they should be headlining the biggest pay-per-view of the year and I've got fond memories of it but I don't know
2: why So I think mean, that could be quite intriguing it's not a match I have watched in a long long time mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting it good
1: reviews it gets good reviews online so it's gonna be interesting going back and checking it out yeah but I won't- uh, motivated Shawn Michaels to me is, is, is the best to ever do it so I'm more than happy to check that out but those are your choices for next week's poll we have a Hell in a Cell contest between Triple H and Batista from Vengeance 2005 or we have the match for the WWF World Title from wrestlemania 11 Shawn michaels versus diesel or kevin nash as most people probably now know him as um yeah there we go magazine should we quickly dive through the chat before we depart because we could
2: still actually get to bed before midnight Uh, we could um first of all sharon said she's going to go and make a couple with a bubbly whisper gold out the fridge and enjoy (laughs) well Uh, definitely don't chalk on the bubbles um sharon (laughs) um Scottish Daddy says, uh, Big Show did look better with short hair. Yeah, absolutely agree. Uh, then uh, Cam says, uh, does Big Show heel face mid-turn during this match? <laughs> he does. Multiple times. Brilliant. In nine minutes, I think he heel turned about three or four times. Um, uh, King's Pigs Bladders put uh, Barry Dunn. Check out uh, Mags Dunn. Oh, you assholes. So you're going to have me as a working retail. That looks like security footage of when I did work at a petrol <laughs> station. <laughs> Honestly, pigs
1: Splatters, like... such a talented guy. Follow him on Twitter. Way too Ladders. much
2: time on his hands. Um <laughs> and then um uh he also says that Jim yes. Ross adds gravitas to this match. He absolutely does. Uh and Cam Griffin Ending the ending the chat with Gilberg. <laughs>
1: is that is that a sight for a Gilberg match? You want us to look at Gilberg in the future?
2: I mean, has he done a match that's gone more than three or four minutes?
1: Hey, be a shorter show.
2: <laughs> well, would it though? Because we <laughs> we very, very rarely talk much about the wrestling.
1: This is true, mate. This is true. Ah, so there we go. Mag whereabouts can people find you
2: so as i uh, uh told you earlier you can direct all your hate to this down here and i will never ever read it so check it out at podfather mags or on tiktok at mags or pods i won't read it there either um so direct all your hate to at uh <laughs> sjp world media for me uh more oh, no chance of it getting read. <laughs> like that so, yeah, that's, oh. where you can, that's where you can pretend to find me, but I won't really be there.
1: There we go. Uh, you can find the network at SJP World Media on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, there's a Facebook page, a Facebook group. Chuck it all to follow. Follow us on Twitter as well. You get links to all the shows that are involved on the network covering so much great stuff. There's too much now to even list. TV, movies, wrestling, modern-day wrestling, historical wrestling. There's something so many... for
2: everybody. There really is.
1: There is. So many great shows with great hosts i'm so lucky to be on the ones that i'm on with the brilliant hosts that we have there's other shows that i'm not a part of if you're sick of my voice i imagine some people could be by now check those out as well they're fantastic also just so much great stuff there at sjp world media but most importantly you can follow this show on facebook instagram twitter and that TikTok thingy at chain underscore wrestling that's at chain underscore wrestling for your non-wrestling topic and your poll and all that great stuff each week Thank you so, so much to everybody who gave in responses to our non topic, voted in the poll this week, re- ever retweeted anything. Uh, everyone in the chat, it's been an absolute blast. Again, Maxi, they never let us down, do they?
2: The, every week, they they better themselves as well, uh, which is just phenomenal. Uh, I may be a cantankerous old goat a lot of the times, <laughs> uh, but... but The CWF are amazing. I I absolutely adore every single one of You You are all superstars in my ass.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. However, I'm kind of done. I've watched enough wrestling now, Maxi. So
2: I'm off now to watch the March 8th,
1: 1999 Monday Nitro. I'll speak to you next week, my friend.
2: And I'm off to burn some Brussels sprouts in an air
0: fryer. Bye-bye. Well, I'm rumbling in this JCB. I'm five years old, my dad's a giant sitting beside me And the engine rattles my bum like berserk While we're singing, don't forget your shovel if you want to go and work My dad's probably had a bloody hard day But he's been good fun and bubbling and joking way, And the procession of cars stuck behind are getting all impatient and angry but we don't mind and we're holding up the bypass, oh me and my dad having a top laugh, oh, oh, oh. sitting on the toolbox, oh and I'm so glad I'm not in school boss, so glad I'm not in school oh.